3: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: Oh yeah, living the dream once again on another big NFL Sunday. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Hartman and Reister with you. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. For George and I, it is our maiden voyage together. Uh, Gavin, have we estimated how many people I've actually done a full show with over the years? I
4: think this would be into the 2000s for you. Something
6: like that. George, uh, welcome to the party. That's the way I look at it.
7: Is this so so is this the place that like careers come to die or is this the, or <laughs> You know is this what the it's same? a mixed
6: bag. I'll put it
7: that way. There are there are people that have worked with me that have gone way beyond
6: anything I've done in my career and there are others that I've never seen again. Kelvin George,
4: Washington famously did one show with you and then got a TV gig and we never saw him again.
6: We actually Kelvin and I were actually put together as a team here on the Fox Sports Radio Network. I mean it wasn't like he was a stop by guy. It was like, "All right, this is a launch of a new show." And you're right, he did one show and then uh he went off but uh uh, by the way i'm a little surprised george is here right now after the oregon ducks disaster last night against arizona
7: state what happened george how do you lose that game first of all i woke up this morning and i i woke up at about five o'clock this morning because the baby was crying and i went to the bathroom and i said oh, my God, that really happened last night. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you wake up and right. you felt like it was a dream. And and people were tweeting me, started tweeting me at, at halftime, oh, you know, that this is, oh, my God, Oregon's going to lose. This is terrible. They shouldn't be in the college football playoff. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, hold up. Let's put this in perspective. Because as bad as the game was, it was very similar to what you saw with... Clemson versus North Carolina, uh, Georgia versus Vandy, Penn State versus Iowa, and Alabama versus Tennessee. Bad first half, rebound in the second half. This is what I fully expected. And then it got into the third quarter, and I was like, uh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then it was still a one-score game, so there still wasn't a problem, a concern. Then it was 24-7. And I was like, "Uh." Pff- It's time to pick it up and have one of these Oklahoma-like comebacks. They come back. They get down uh, 21-24. It's third and 16 or 18. I'm like, wow, it's four minutes left to go in the game. We're getting ready to get the ball back. This game is a burrito. This is wrapped up. We have come back and won the game. And then we have a quarterback, a cornerback, bite on a 12-yard <laughs> double move on third and 18, Bombs 81 away. yards for a touchdown. Mind you, Oregon hadn't given up over like a 30-yard pass all season. They gave up a 51, like an 80 and an 80. My mind was blown. My mind was blown. And then I was like, okay, there's still an opportunity. They come down, score again. And then then you can't get a stop. I I, I mean, well, I mean, that, all they needed was one first down, but still – when you look at the totality of the game the defense you say okay the defense actually played really well considering how bad herbert played i mean it was it was just totally inexplicable just just to make it short it was it was it was crushing. It it's was crushing. crushing I mean,
6: when you when you when you believe like, hey, the path is there for Oregon because we had made this argument about Alabama versus the winner of a matchup in the Pac-12 championship game between a one-loss Utah, one-loss Oregon, and in fact, we were talking about this yesterday, TJ Zad and I, about how they still have Alabama ranked to get ahead of Oregon, and then you could feel like because they want to get Alabama in there that if Alabama beats Auburn. And then Oregon wins out, and their only loss was to Auburn. How they sort of said, well, they had a common opponent. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oregon should have beaten Auburn that day. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first game of the year. So the bottom line is Oregon's out. They are oh, out yeah. of the championship
7: well, uh, picture. Well, now, even bigger than than that, they may have almost crippled Utah as well. Because the thing that it was going to, for sure, I, I thought, push – Oregon over Alabama in the top uh in the top four, provided LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship, was the fact that you would have a like a five versus six or six versus seven in the in the Pac twelve championship, which then is a great win and then propels you up. And now and Alabama would not have beating anybody the entire season except for Auburn. And then Oregon would have won 12 straight games. In, you know, And now Utah's in a situation where they're like, wow, really? But I'll really? tell you
6: this about Utah. The fact is they are dominating. They beat UCLA 49-3. They crushed Arizona. Obviously, they still have a game against Colorado. And if they beat Oregon convincingly, <sighs> I mean, I get it. They want Alabama. They don't want Utah. Oregon, yes. Utah, no. Correct. So, uh, again, I've said this a million times, George. The, The college football playoff is not a playoff. It's a made-for-TV event. It's orchestrated by ESPN. I get it. They pay all the money. They can put any teams they want. They don't have to answer to anybody. Correct. They really don't. Um, if they want to pick Alabama, fine. They're going to pick Alabama. But please, at the end of it, don't consider that they are any more a legitimate national champion than any other national champion unless you have a true playoff system like, I
7: don't know, every continuous sport in the history of mankind, a real playoff. And 18- See, the, the answer to me is... Yeah. An eighteen playoff. Of course. You have the five power five conference champions. Champions. Which which makes the regular season so much more right. important. you win your conference championship yep. game, you're in. All and, right, that's five. And then two at large bids. Two at large, and then a represented
6: from the group of five. Yes, the highest ranked uh, I, uh, group of five team. We speak the same tune,
7: George. It it makes that's the only sensible. <laughs> and by solution. the way, and by the way, I love it.
6: If you add a round of playoff, what you do is now you seed them one through eight, and the better seed plays a home game in the quarterfinals. Then you have the neutral sites for the semis and the championship game, but that first round. The higher seed, the better seed, gets a home game, guaranteed, by the way, you're going to get fans to show up for those games. Oh, for sure. All right, so let's get to the NFL right now. Now, uh, are you ready for this? we got nine games here, George. Now, all we're going to be doing for the next four hours is basically update you on everything. That's why we call it Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We're going to give you the numbers. We're going to give you the stats. One of the things that uh, Rich Orenberger – by the way, Rich is not here today because he's still trying to recover from his trip back from Hawaii where the Aztecs, unbelievable. Lost to the University of Hawaii last night, knocking them out of the mouth. That was West going around a lot.
7: That was going around. They beat Oregon State and Arizona this year, too.
6: Yeah, but you hold them to 14 points. I mean, Hawaii, I thought you know it was going to be one of those you 35-31 know, games. It wasn't. Oh, San Diego State has no offense. Uh, the big thing, George, that we've been doing every Sunday, how long will it take for someone to miss an extra point? Now, last week, it was the very first extra point attempt that was missed. Uh, we've been averaging anywhere from about five to seven extra point misses every week in the NFL, Yep, which is just insane.
7: Yes. I, I love it, though. I love the fact that they moved it back because it was so easy that, that it added no value. We
6: have a score right out of the box. It is the New Orleans Saints. All right. The Saints get the first touchdown of the day, taking on the Carolina Panthers. That is on a... Uh, let's see. Gavin, did you get this one here? Gavin by. Uh, it ways.
4: was a 26-yard run by Latavius Murray. There it is. Latavius. And they, Will Lutz made the extra right, so there.
3: <laughs>
6: okay. Uh, and we also have Atlanta with an early field goal, 3 nothing against the Buccaneers. Hey, let me ask you this, George. Uh, the Falcons uh who have been a disaster at 1 in 7 the last 2 weeks have not allowed a touchdown on the road against the Saints, on the road against Carolina. What the hell is happening down there in Atlanta?
7: This is who they should have been. Right. I mean, how can you have this much talent and continuously lose football games? It does not make sense. So, I I I think that that the players, they looked at things and they were like, "Hold up. We like Dan Quinn. Maybe we don't want to get this guy fired." So, so let's rally even though we're all but out of the playoffs. Let's at least finish with a good eight and eight record. Finish the season if we can finish the rest of the season seven and one, six and two. This would be a win, and and at least there would be mounting support for for Dan, and everybody would say, okay, hold up, he's righted the uh, ship because last year so much of it was about injuries. Especially oh, on defense. You know, it's amazing though. He
6: turned over the defensive calls to his coordinator because you know he's a defensive yep. guy. He's been calling all the shots. But before that game against the Saints, he handed over the calls, and whoever's making the calls had to give up a touchdown. It's yeah. it's really remarkable.
7: Well, I oh, okay. So here here's something that gets missed a lot of times when it when it goes to coaching because coaches who come from being coordinators, it is very difficult to head coach and to CEO a team and be the coordinator. That's why you see so many times that great coordinators turn out to be bad head coaches because they're trying to do both jobs. You have to turn some of those jobs over sometimes.
6: All right. The Raiders have gotten on the board first against the Jets, 3 nothing. Huge game for the Raiders. They come in at 6-4. and The Jets are playing better. Darnold is playing better. Jets will get the ball now, see what they do on their first offensive series. George, we've talked about the Raiders and their paths of the postseason. Now, next week, they'll take on the Chiefs on the road. Obviously, a tough game there, but then back-to-back home games against the Titans and Jaguars. Uh, They have a clear path to the playoffs, but it has to include a win today against the Jets. they got to win this game.
7: That's the NFL, like that. That's the nature of things. As the postseason, as things go on throughout the season, each game gets more and more magnified. That's why teams—it's so important to do your work early in the season because it makes the rest of the season so much lighter. And you got the Raiders; they're sitting in the sixth spot in the playoffs right now. So if the that magical, if the playoffs started today, they would they would be in, and John Gruden would have actually exceeded expectations that people had for him in the preseason after the Antonio Brown the 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 perfect you know all all of that everybody was like oh the the raiders are still a
1: laughing stock yeah uh how about at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field
7: No, they
6: might make the playoffs. They might make the playoffs. Again, after this game against the Jets, and and they have to win this game because their last three road games are all division games. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, the two home games against the Titans and Jaguars. I'll put it this way. If the Raiders just win the games they should win, that's 10 wins. That will get them into the postseason. All right, we're just getting started here on this big, big Sunday, Reister's in the house. Okay, he's here. George is here. He's ready to roll for the next four hours. We're going to continue to update you everything NFL. Week 12 is underway. Coming up next. They've come out in the wing T formation. Breeze hands it off to Latavius Murray. He's got room. Bounces out to the
8: left. He's at the 10. The 5. Touchdown! Latavius Murray
6: from 26 out. And the Saints strike early here. WWL Saints Radio Network. So the Saints who, by the way, are the Vegas favorite right now to emerge out of the NFC and get to the Super Bowl early 7-0 lead right there against the Panthers. By the way, we are brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit scoring. Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Steve Harbin, George Reiser, with you here on this big nfl a sunday so uh, again we'll continue to update you everything going on around the league uh just quickly george during the break we were talking a little bit about uh, new information about the miles garrett incident it seems like this is a story that just keeps going 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 uh mason rudolph apparently will get fined fifty thousand dollars for his part in the incident and originally there was no penalty against him and now it appears that the nfl is anxious to to reinstate Miles Gare, this infinite, indefinite suspension, which will play out for the end of this season, that they want to bring him back. Um, You've heard plenty of things about Miles Garrett. I've heard plenty of things from people that have a daily contact with a guy. I've never heard a negative thing. Now he's had incidents on the field yeah. that are well chronicled, but as far as
7: the individual's concerned, whether it's
6: his teammates, yeah, he's a members of the guy m- media, they all love
7: this guy. Yeah, and and I thought that the NFL's initial reaction of an indefinite suspension was a bit overboard. I thought that he should have they should have just suspended him six games. Mind you, had had he cracked Mason Rudolph over the head and Mason Rudolph was NL inel- was was hurt, bleeding and he could not play. I would have gone with it. here here's the way I adjudicate things in life. If he had cracked Mason Rudolph over the head and he were out for an extended period of time, I would have suspended Miles Garrett indefinitely until Mason Rudolph came came back. So at the point in time Mason Rudolph came back because you cracked him over the head, then that's when you can come back. But being that Fortunately for everybody, nobody was really hurt in the situation. I would have suspended him six games, but now this whole thing, like oh, like like he's a criminal and we need to suspend him indefinitely. Meet with the commissioner. He's been he he's been contrite. The man has accepted responsibility. Like let's move on. But I found it interesting that the NFL have never seen it before. They suspended thirty three people. I'm sorry, they fined thirty three people. A lot of them for just entering the fight zone. Right. But here's the thing that you got to note that I found very interesting because the NFL doesn't mess around with stuff like this. Mason Rudolph fined fifty thousand dollars. Miles Garrett fined forty five thousand. I mean, I I felt like that. Well, he's said already some paying sort of a out message. one point
6: three million in salary with that six game suspension. Ew. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, by the way, Browns on the board first. Jarvis Landry uh, touchdown reception for Baker Mayfield. Seven nothing Browns early, and uh, we have other scores to update you on. Oh, we have the touchdown. Mayfield in a shotgun. Oh, Empty backfield. He's by himself. Third down. He's back to pass. Looks. Fires. It's caught.
9: Landry. Touchdown. And the ex-dolphin now a Brown gets a chance to
1: celebrate.
6: You know, it's going to be interesting here, by the way, that is, let me make sure I got here, Browns Radio Network right there. Uh, the Browns have won two in a row. They beat the Bills. They beat the Steelers. All right. Uh, they're sitting at four and six. They still have a long road ahead of them. But it's interesting when you have an incident like this that happened to Miles Garrett, where, you know, you can sort of bring a team together, maybe start playing better football. I mean, this team has certainly been one of the least impressive teams, maybe the biggest disappointing team around the NFL. So what do you think, George? Can uh, the Browns show some life and at the very least uh, save the job of their uh, beleaguered coach, Freddie Kitchens? No. What am I looking at
7: here? No. Oh. Okay. So I just showed Steve a video. Um, I, it was just sent to me. Browns fans they made a Mason Rudolph pinata. Wow. And they are using a the the weapon to break the pinata is a Steelers helmet. <laughs> wow. All right, Brown fans. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I don't think that they can. Keep it classy. Yeah. Even if they. Yeah. Yeah. Browns fans keeping it classy. There's no way that they can save Freddie Kitchen's job at this point in time. Because their rest of the season is significantly easier than, than the beginning of the season. And head coaches have to win big games against good teams. And when you look at the Browns, they haven't done that. And there's a, 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 to use a college term, a lack of institutional control. You've had the Miles Garrett incident, which obviously Freddie Kitchens had nothing to do with. Right. OBJ and and the watch. You got Baker Mayfield just talking and talking and talking. You had I mean like How about their opening game when they had 18 penalties? Did that look like a team ready to start the season? No. And that's what Freddie Kitchens is up under. It's not only the fact that the team has not been winning, you add in the fact that 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 they are out of control, so many penalties, so many distractions off the field, and there's not a true focus, that's what's going to cost him his job ultimately.
6: All right, the uh, Jets have scored on their opening drive on a field goal to tie up the game against the Raiders. Uh, Darnell Perfect on the opening drive, and now the Seahawks have just thrown a touchdown pass. By the way, if you watch this one, watch this pass by Russell Wilson. Look at this, George. Wow. I mean, that I- is perfection cannot, right on the money I that is understand. absolute perfection
7: steve i've been saying for three or four years yeah that russell wilson was a top five quarterback who's and arguing that no no people used to argue what? until this year these very unknowledgeable people you've been working with uh, listen who would, who would not put wilson in the top five quarterback i have no idea because i am i reject the notion of quote unquote these top 10 elite quarterbacks. I say there are, depending on the year, there are in between four and six elite quarterbacks. Yeah. And those are guys that you can put in terrible situations. No offensive line, wide receivers banged up, defense bad, and they can still go out and win. That's the Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, Russell, w- well, former Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Like those were the guy, Aaron Rodgers, those were the guys. And who who you could put in terrible situations, untenable situations, and they could go out and win. And Russell Wilson has been doing that.
6: Thirty-three yard touchdown to Malik Turner right there. So who? Uh, yeah, that's exactly.
4: exactly what makes Wilson so impressive. too. Right. Well, remember who the Lockett? hell is Malik Turner? See, I've had
6: I've had lockin on my fantasy team, and then he got hurt. Right. So Malik Turner, by the way, double coverage on that, and just literally dropped in there. Like you could not, you could have handed them all <laughs> in a more perfect position. So seven-three Seahawks on the road against the Eagles. This is an absolutely critical game. For the Eagles right now Utter-tose. as they are Big trying. Big touchdown
4: by the Buccaneers, by the Whoa. way. That might have been 50, 60 yards by Jameis So Winston. this
6: is the first touchdown allowed by Atlanta in three weeks. No touchdowns allowed against the Saints. No touchdowns allowed against Carolina. And it's Tampa Bay.
4: 71-yarder to Chris Godwin. Hope you were starting him. Uh, Jameis Winston,
6: who, by the
7: way, has already thrown an interception this game. Oh, he did? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. Right so, out of the box. That's what's so perplexing about Russell Wilson. He's good and terrible. He's he's good and terrible. In the same game, he'll make
6: throws. Uh, what about Jameis Winston now? He's uh, the, Winston throws the interception.
4: Yeah. You I mean, said Russell. Unre- I think you were
6: still
7: thinking
4: about Russell. Oh, yeah. no,
6: no, no. Jameis Winston yeah. is what I'm saying already. Yeah. Now through that touchdown pass. But early yeah, that's what I'm he saying. Said, He's yeah. good
7: and terrible right. every game. That, like, he'll and throw- that's what Bruce
6: Arians saw when he looked at this guy. If I can just clean up some of the mess on this guy, I got myself a heck of a quarterback. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to clean up the mess.
7: There have been two quarterbacks in the past, what, six drafts, that I have given this particular label. A turnover machine. That was Jameis Winston his last year at Florida State. Turnover machine, fumbles, interceptions, just ugly things at times. And then Sam Darnold. And they both have been turnover machines in the NFL. If you are a turnover machine in college, then that does not help. And All then right, you have – Trubisky is yep. trying to get – look at this pass.
4: Oh. If, if your quarterback is Trubisky and you have like a 30-yard pass play, you Bronicker, better catch it. Look at that. you got to catch that. It? Wide <laughs> open, right through his hands
7: – if you're Trubisky, and it's like, "Oh, oh my." It man. was it was one of his backup tight ends and I'm going to tell you what Ugh. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened on there. So, so Trebisky they have a nice play fake, wide open. It's going to be a touchdown. He's got to go toward the safety in the middle of the field and the guy and, and in 80, 82, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's Broniker, I guess. Uh, so, he was worried about the safety in the middle of the field. He wanted to catch it, get it down. He was like, oh, I got a touchdown. I got a touchdown. I got to secure it before I get hit and drop. Don't miss the layup. That's what a coach used to tell me. You played tight end, so you know this, George. Yep. Don't miss the layup. Don't miss the layup. And by the way,
6: the gloves that everybody wears these days, I don't understand how anybody drops a ball.
7: Seriously. Because there are defenders. <laughs> well, I understand <laughs> that.
6: But, I mean, if the ball is in your hands – those gloves, because I'm old school, man. I can still remember guys wearing stick them Yeah. I was with the Raiders in the 80s when we had Lester Hayes. He could actually or catch football on, on the back of his hand. <laughs> Boletnikov's a little before my time. But Lester wore so much stick you could actually it could stick to the back of his hand, and it would stick. All right, uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out about everything going on around the league right now david gascon is with us how are you today david i'm good how are you doing we are well i got george here you know i see he's I see. bumming about his ducks choking last night why do you have to
7: keep bringing that up you know
6: because I, I have, have nothing third? because i my ucla bruins lost
8: again oh so. they got clobbered though yeah. but third down and 16 and you give up an 81 yard touchdown pass to a true yeah. freshman yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, George awful. doesn't want it. If George woke up this morning thinking that it was a bad dream and then realized it was reality, so. awful. I don't. I don't like you guys for continuing to bring <laughs> bring this up. I was trying
7: to move past this. This is an NFL show. NFL. Yeah. yeah.
6: They had not led
8: in a game for what four or five weeks.
7: Mm-hmm. Hate is gonna hate.
6: I'm not hating. Just call it what it is. All right, George. We'll we'll give you relief at least through this update.
8: Gosh. Mayfield in a shotgun, empty backfield. He's by himself. Third down. He's back to pass. Looks. Fires. It's caught. Landry touchdown. And the ex-Dolphin now a Brown gets a chance to celebrate. Yeah. Browns radio network. They lead right now over Miami, seven nothing. Saints of that same score. Drew Brees is six to six. Quickly, 54 yards, 7 0. Saints over the Panthers. Jets and Raiders right now, it's tied up at three apiece. Seahawks on Fox, lead at Philadelphia, 7 to 3 is the score in that one. Denver falling behind, end of the first quarter of play. Bills 3 0 in that one. Buccaneers have scored, so Jameis Winston 2 to 3, 79 yards, a touchdown pass, and INT. They lead at Atlanta, guys, 7 and 3. Detroit right now is in DC against the Redskins and Washington leads 3-0. Guys, Matthew Stafford could be shut down for the year, that's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Back to you, guys.
6: All right. Just just as you're speaking, things are happening. We got to update you on David. Thanks so much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now you know why Bears fans want to get rid of Trubisky. He just threw a pick in the end zone to uh, end a Bears drive. And meanwhile, Mason Rudolph just got intercepted. Uh, Wouldn't it be something if uh, after all the hullabaloo about Rudolph and Garrett that the Steelers would lose on the road to the winless Bengals?
7: How would that work, George? That's going to happen. That's going to happen today. You you got the Bengals at home to knock out the Steelers. Yes, because the, the the Bengals, if if people haven't noticed, it's almost like when the, the Miami Dolphins finally won a game. All right, they were putting up a fight a couple games prior to that. And that's what the Bengals have been doing. They've been putting up a fight. Joe Mixon has actually been performing on fantasy teams. So has, uh, Erickson's been showing up. You got, you know, uh, boy, they, their players have been playing better and doing a good job. So now this is a time where you have a wounded Steelers team pounces out. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph has got, uh, you know, whiplash from, (laughs) from all the things. I mean, Think about what he's been through this year. He got knocked out, knocked out, and then comes back a few weeks later, and then has the Miles Garrett incident. That big fight. He's got a lot of stuff swirling around, and there has to be a little, a little bitty part of the back of your brain that is worried about getting hit. All right, do we have a
6: Seahawk? F- okay, all right. Let's hear the uh, Seahawk touchdown.
5: From left to right, the toss right side. Now Carson's going to throw back to Russ, who's looking to throw the ball deep. He's
8: got
6: a man downfield in the end zone. Turner is there. Does he make the catch? He does. Touchdown Seahawks. Seahawks radio network, and now the Seahawks have just recovered a Carson Wentz fumble. Seahawks leading 7-3. to three. we got three minutes to go. Uh, in the first quarter, and the Seahawks are in Eagles territory. This game in Philadelphia. Uh, what is your uh, thoughts on Carson Wentz? Is he a franchise
7: quarterback, George? Yeah, he is a franchise quarterback. He's just not as good as you thought he was going to be. I, I, and I don't necessarily well, mean let you me Well, let particular. me define
6: this. Give me a definition of a franchise quarterback. My definition of a franchise quarterback is a guy that gets you in the playoffs every year. I mean anybody could just be a guy. Okay, so, so I mean, you know, so is Eli Manning a franchise quarterback then? Well he won two Super Bowls. Let me ask you this but is Philip Rivers a franchise of quarterback who hasn't won a division title in ten straight years and has two wild card appearances. Is that
7: a franchise quarterback? Yes, he is a franchise quarterback. So and, and, for a bad franchise. Here is the here's the the see see there's a difference between a franchise quarterback and an and, and elite quarterback. So a franchise quarterback is a guy that you can't find anybody better. I mean he is the Tony Romo. That's the same thing with Philip Rivers. That the only thing better than those guys are elite quarterbacks. I mean that that's the same thing with with Matt Ryan. He's a franchise quarterback, but he doesn't get you to the playoffs every year. But right. same way with Eli Manning. Matthew
6: Stafford, franchise quarterback.
7: Yeah, because how can you find anybody that you find better mm-hmm. is going to be an elite quarterback, right? And these are guys that are that are going to tease you every single season. <laughs> They're gonna. I mean, how many times have people thought, "Oh, this is the year for the Lions, Matt Stafford MVP potentially," and it doesn't happen. I mean, that's the same thing with with uh, that same way Carson Wentz is going to be. He's going to lead you nearly to the playoffs every year, and a couple times he's going to get in. They may make a deep run, but he's not the guy that is – he's never going to be an elite quarterback, I don't think, The way, especially the way that people thought. All right, I, I like what you said about Rivers, including him with those franchise quarterbacks
6: as opposed to an elite quarterback, because every time I hear an argument about Rivers going to the Hall of Fame, based on what? Almost getting there? I mean, he's what we call the Hall of What If. <laughs> Any conversation about Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame if starts if with this. They go, well, if, 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 if. <laughs> that does not get you in a Hall of Fame. Red- production, results, that's what gets you into the Hall of Fame, not a bunch of stats. you got to produce wins. I mean, so I agree with you. There are elite well, how, how
4: is Dan Fouts a Hall of Famer? If Let Philip me explain is you is how on. Dan Fouts got in.
6: He th- broke the record for passing yards in a season three consecutive years. He was the trigger man of the most revolutionary offense in the NFL at that time. He was setting records. Shattering but, but, but he, records. But Rivers has better Rivers records. Ha- no, he doesn't. No. He has no hold records. He's never
7: broken hold a on. single. You're talking record. about. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Here, here is the here is the point that you're here. Here is where you guys are in a disconnect. So Steve is right in the sense of he was re- that Dan Fouts revolutionary setting records, and he's kind of. What one of the authors of the modern passing game, and and what you're saying is that Philip Rivers has much better stats and and all of this stuff, but the times were different. Nobody was passing for five thousand yards then. The the rules favored the defense much more. Like, you could strangle a guy, clothesline him going across the middle of the field, and now if you blow on a guy, it is, you're getting kicked out of game, 15-yard penalty coming. So it's become much easier for the offense, and you have yes. the evolution of the game.
6: All right, so here's what I need you to do, Gavin
7: because I know you oh, love I'm your listening. Rivers,
6: okay? I need you to do a little <laughs> research for me, okay? I've, and I need you to look at Dan Fouts' numbers between the years 1979 and 1982 when he led the NFL in passing yards all four years and how much further he was above everybody else in the league. My rivers response would rivers be, never leads the league in anything
4: if, except maybe well, turnovers. He was this leading year. The, the league in yards right now. But again, for a team that's four and all seven. Right. I agree with that. Uh, I would say if Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer, then you have to put Don Coryell in for the well, same oh, no, reason. No, 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 don't get any arguments You're me.
6: Saying, I agree with yeah. you. No, no, no. When Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow, Charlie Joyner, those great yep. Chargers, they're all baffled. They're like, you understand the only reason any of us are in the Hall of Fame is because of Don Coryell. Other, he's the guy that designed the entire offense. None of us will be in the Hall of Fame. And then two of his assistant coaches who started their coaching careers under Coriel at San Diego State were John Madden and Joe Gibbs. And both of them, when they got in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, said, this is ridiculous. Yep. How is it that the the guy we learned everything from is not there? Now, I think they're going to correct it this year with this expanded Hall of Fame class. We have another Saints touchdown. I think we also have another—
4: Browns touchdown. Browns, Odell Beckham in the end zone for the Browns, 14 oh.
6: 0. I don't know. They look like a different Browns team right now, George. What do you think, huh? Inspire right now? They're
7: playing the
6: Dolphins. The man. Dolphins have been playing better. The Dolphins have two wins oh, all of oh, a sudden. And
7: another announcement, too. Yeah. Jameis Winston threw another interception. You're kidding me? No. That's like 20 on the season. <laughs> I'll, I'll, all right, we have the Saints
6: touchdown. Let's hear it. Breeze under center, fakes the handoff to Kamara, looks to throw, wide open,
4: touchdown, Traquan Smith. 13 yards to Traquan Smith and the Saints with two touchdowns here in the first quarter.
6: All right, so the Saints up 14-0. You know, the Panthers, we've just got a pick six. Is that what I'm looking at there, George? No, I think that's a punt return. A punt return for the Redskins. Yep. All right, so the Redskins up 10-3. Well, I'm assuming they can make the extra point. We haven't had a missed extra point yet. Is it the longest we've gone without a miss extra point? I believe Yay. so. I mean, there's no way we've gone uh, three segments in the show without a miss extra point. All right, let's hear what the Browns just did. Five-seven step drop by Winston, looks upfield, throws the ball upfield. He has Godwin. He makes the catch at the 30 to the 20. Godwin to the 10, 5. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Box lead, the Falcons 6-3. to three. All right, so that was the uh, Jameis Winston. That was uh, 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network. For a moment there, it looked like Jameis Winston was heading in the right direction, but since then has thrown his second
7: interception of, of the game. Uh, this is
6: very busy right
7: now. George. Oh, hey, and the Panthers just scored a touchdown, too. You just had Kyle Allen throw a throw a touchdown.
6: All right, we're watching that right now. As a matter of fact, there is Kyle Allen trying to get the – to Panthers back to in. DJ Boom! Moore.
7: Wow. DJ mm. Moore,
6: fifty-one yards. All right. So uh, we got a lot of activity. We have nine games going on this morning. This, by the way, is the last week of bye weeks. Chiefs, uh, Chargers. Two of the teams have a bye week. Once we get to Thanksgiving on Thursday, no more buys. We'll head into Week 13, and then those last five weeks, everybody is going to be on the field. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Falcons uh, trailing this game seven to three, but after the second, Winston. Uh, Interception are down to uh, the one-yard line right now, trying to take the lead. Uh, Currently, the Buccaneers leading this game 7-3. to All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can already tell it is a frantic Sunday in the National Football League. We'll continue to roll on with all the information you need. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio continues coming up next. Bayfield under center, takes the snap, play action fake to Chubb, looking, looking, going down the field, there's
8: Beckham out there, got it, touchdown, OBJ,
9: right in front of the dog pound.
6: All right, that is the Browns Radio Network right there, so Red Hot Browns, 14-zip over the hapless Dolphins. Yawn. Once again, Steve Harbin, George Reister with you. And uh, we are brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. I've been all day on that one. Limitations apply. All right. So we got a lot of things happening. A very uh, fast-paced first-quarter barrage around the National Football League. So the Jets lead the Raiders 10 to 3 and Sam Darnold apparently is not seeing ghosts right now. He has started the game 9 of 10 for 120 yards tearing up that secondary of the Raiders. The Raiders really if the Raiders have any thoughts about getting into the playoffs, they have to win this game. And right now it's not looking good. I I was concerned. I mean, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, after a couple of disastrous games, you were just talking about Keaton Slovis, the uh, true freshman quarterback at USC, who uh, yesterday USC did something I don't know if it's ever been done. They had four wide receivers, not running backs, four wide receivers with at least 100 yards receiving in the same game. Um but the knock on Slovis was is that he's a guy that can turn the ball over. We know that that was Sam Darnold's game, and it JT still Daniels game.
7: turned the ball over too, and they didn't win with him. I mean, thank it's you, incredible Slovis. Thank is, you. There is not a person I've talked to multiple coaches. Well, we had TJ Hushman Zada
6: who is coaching a lot of high school kids carrying the not, water for
4: JT. I mean,
6: he's like there is no comparison. JT Daniels is vastly better than Keenan Slovis. TJ
7: is also a wide receiver. What?
1: I mean, <laughs> what? Dude,
7: there is, I'm telling you, yes. from from coach, from two separate coaches in the Pac-12 right. that coached against both of them as true freshmen, both of them. So JT right. Daniels last year, Keaton Slovis this year, they said there is zero comparison, that Keaton Slovis is a threat and JT Daniels can be confused extremely easy and that they would rather play against JT Daniels Hands down, better than Keaton Slovis.
6: All right. So, uh, USC nice win against UCLA. That's the last I'll say of that. uh, what do we have? Wentz is throwing another Carson, interception. Carson
4: Wentz. I think that's his first interception, but second turnover. All
6: right. So he actually did not throw in it. He fumbled. That's right. He fumbled the ball earlier. Another turnover right now for Carson Wentz. Eagles trailing this game to the Seahawks, 7-3. By the way, the Seahawks, 8-2 and overall, obviously, with their win against the 49ers, and they play at home against the 49ers last game of the season. Could end up as the number one seed in the I NFC. I like the Seahawks, man. They I, are 5-0 and oh on the road and winning this game in Philadelphia 7-3. to three. Are they the best team in the
7: NFC? I think so. I mean, but, but the problem is the reason why people don't really aren't in love with the Seahawks the same way that they are in terms of everybody else is because of the name brands on their team. They don't have – necessarily stars well they have at, Russell at Wilson no no I'm, I'm saying aside from Russell because everybody believes in Russell but then they're, they're like Chris Carson eh and then you got oh Tyler Tyler Lockett is his number one Oh uh, oh wait Metcalf this out let
6: me ask you let me ask you this.
7: he's playing with a Outside. bunch of
6: guys I mean how many how many people know the names instantaneously of players that are not quarterbacks in the NFL I mean I mean there are exceptions obviously to the rule but not a lot. I'm I'm I mean, saying quarterbacks get 99% of Correct. the attention
7: around the NFL. However, if you watch an NFL game, like people who the the 10 million or 20 million people that are going to watch the Sunday night game tonight the the players who are playing they know the starting wide wide receivers if they mention a guy if they mention the starting wide wide receiver for um for the for the uh browns you're going to say OBJ who is it for the dolphins uh i don't know how about the philadelphia eagles deshaun jackson who is it for the uh who are you going to mention if you get to the giants uh the quarterback there there are certain people who, the better teams, the teams that are playoff caliber teams who get mentioned a lot, you hear their wide receivers' names. And Tyler Lockett was starting to gain a lot of momentum, but in reality, look at him in college. He's never been a number one wide receiver. He was mainly a kick return guy. Mainly a kick return guy. And now you got Russell Wilson has turned him into a legit guy.
6: Well, and that's the greatness of him. All right, right now uh, we've got the uh, Seahawks. Uh, getting out of a hole after the uh, Eagles' turnover. So they are trying to extend their lead right now against the Eagles. Uh, just a couple of things. The Raiders, the one thing the Raiders had to do in this game against the Jets was run the ball. Now, they finally just got off a good run, but in his first four carries, Jacobs, six yards with a long of two. Um, this is not looking good for the Raiders right now. The uh, the In the first quarter, the Jets have over 170 yards of total offense
7: first quarter. Yeah, but they only have 10 points. Yards, so many people focus on yards. But they're yards moving the ball up and down the field. Yeah, but yards don't matter. Yards only matter if you can turn them into points. Like, I've seen games where teams have five,
4: 600 yards. Yeah, but you got 18 points. A couple it, of games, yes, go ahead, Adam. No, well, I was going to say that the Jets did score a touchdown, but they took it away, and that's what led to the field goal initially.
6: Oh, okay. So. All right, very good. Uh, Buffalo with an early 6-0 lead and an unwatchable game against Denver. <laughs> that is uh, the Bills game, but you think that's unwatchable. We still have two scoreless ties right now. Last scoreless tie in the NFL, 1943. Just for the record, Lions and Giants, Bears, Giants, Bengals, Steelers. No score. No score right now. <laughs> I mean, when you when he, come on, now, George. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, you can, can't get any offense going <laughs> dude, on either just, one of those games. Dude,
7: I would rather watch babies cry. Than, 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 <laughs> All right, we're in the, the Geico Fox football. Sports
6: Radio studios. <laughs> we're just getting started. It's a very busy Sunday around the NFL. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio continues coming up next.
8: Raiders trying to continue to win their ways. Jets and Raiders going at it from New York.
9: Darnold in the shotgun takes the snap. And Darnold on a keeper. Up-
8: Yeah, Jets Radio Network, Donald in the game so far. 9-10 for 120 yards, the rushing TD. Jets lead the Raiders 10-3. Meanwhile, Seattle Seahawks are in Philadelphia right now. From left
6: to right, the toss right side. Now Carson's going to throw back to Russ, who's looking to throw the ball deep.
8: He's got a man downfield in the end zone. Turner is there. Does he make the catch? He
6: does. Touchdown
8: Seahawks. Seahawks Radio Network, they lead in Philly right now 10-3. to 3. Rashad Payne's got three carries for 31 yards. Redskins 10-3 over the Lions. Saints 17-6 over the Carolina Panthers. I'm David Gascon. We are-
6: All right, rolling on another big NFL Sunday, week 12, and we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 50 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. How about this? We got eight minutes to go in the first half. The Buccaneers are leading the Falcons 13 <laughs> 10. And there is our first miss extra point of the day. Boom. But here's the thing, Winston, Jameis Winston already in this game George has two touchdowns and two interceptions. We got 8 minutes to go in the first half.
7: I told you he's good he's and f- terrible. He's f- He's f- he's, f- he's 8 of
6: 12, 147 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns <laughs> and two picks. I uh, serious, I uh, I don't know how Bruce Arians keeps his mind. I mean, he basically, <laughs> remember Bruce essentially for health reasons decided to end his run in yep. Arizona, but then he saw an opportunity with Tampa where I know this guy's got the talent. We all know Winston has the talent. If I could just clean it up a little bit, man. I think we – and he, this game, he's just got to be like, dude. I mean, one drive, you're throwing a touchdown pass. The next a drive, you're dime. throwing –
7: You're throwing interceptions. Come on, man. Dude, he is manic. <laughs> Crazy stuff. It is incredible, the variance in Jameis Winston games. There are so – there's probably five. Oh, my God, that's an unbelievable throw. In in every single game. And then there's five. Oh, no! <laughs> every single game. Like, what is this guy thinking? That is exactly, literally, as
6: you were saying that, that was going around my life. What are you thinking? I'll tell you what uh, Baker Mayfield's thinking right now. What a day. 21-0 Browns over the Dolphins. Mayfield is 11 of 13, 146 yards, and three touchdown passes. Two to Landry, one to Beckham. So, uh, we have another Browns touchdown. Let's hear it.
9: Mayfield, back to pass, looking, looking, he's getting rushed, he throws right corner of the end zone, touchdown, they've got it, it's Landry again!
6: That is uh, Browns Radio Network right there, so again, the Browns leading the Dolphins 21-0. Hey, keep it going, Sam, let's hear all these highlights. Jones in a shotgun set, two receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to keep it, rolls left,
8: throws left, and he completes it for a touchdown to Caden Smith! Everybody
6: bit on the run fake. And Caden Smith, the rookie out of Stanford, picked up on waivers from the 49ers, gets his first career touchdown. Yes, when I hear Jones, I think it's a a Giants touchdown. W fan right there, Giants Radio Network. So the Giants have ended the scoreless tie against the Bears, and they jump out to a 7-0 lead. By the way, the Giants had 2-8. Daniel Jones – after Danny all that, Dimes.
7: yeah, after that early <laughs>
6: hype that he got has really crashed down in recent
7: weeks. I told everybody, settle down, man. It's the preseason. He's playing against vanilla defenses that are easy to recognize, and and you, you know a quarterback who has potential can look good against against inferior comp. Competition, you're playing against backups, you're they're not running sophisticated schemes. But when you get in the regular season, you see what is what. I, I mean, and 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 you look at Daniel Jones, he reminds me of what happened to Trubisky because he was a guy who Tr- Tr- Trubisky, when people saw him in North Carolina, they were like, okay, yeah, he's he's an NFL quarterback. And then all of a sudden you get trade-ups, the Bears trade up to number two. And give San Francisco a bunch of draft picks to get him. And now they're looking for his replacement already. And Daniel Jones, yes, he's having a decent, I mean, decent season was he had 15 picks, 8 interceptions. Right. But he's only they're losing every week.
6: Isn't that what the problem was? Is they were losing. And by the way, Saquon Barkley, I thought he was ready to be like the dominant force in the NFL to have that hurt. phenomenal no he's hurt but i mean that's that's the problem right now with the giants they were hoping that somehow if they rid themselves of eli
7: manning things could get a whole lot better and they haven't <laughs> well the well the problem is this here here is why you don't necessarily draft a a running back with your second pick when you don't have a quarterback the problem is is that a running back is not as big of a difference maker as a quarterback And when you cannot pass the ball in the NFL, you cannot run the football because what teams will do is because their best the the the, uh, Giants best wide receiver right now is Golden Tate and he's not a deep threat. So when you can't threaten the defense with your wide receivers, they are going to line up in the box when you have Saquon Barkley, stop him and say, we double dog dare you to try to throw it over our heads. And the Giants and Daniel Jones can't do that at this point in time. So guess what? Saquon Barkley can't run the football. Thirteen carries, one
6: yard last week. Is that even possible? Thirteen carries for one yard with a long. Of
7: three? I just gave you the recipe. Holy, if moly. you stack the box and you say, "Look, we're we're not going to allow that to happen." Then and make you throw it, then the only way to loosen coverage up is to throw the football. All right, so six
6: straight losses for the Giants, but they had the early 7-0 lead against the Bears. Meanwhile, the scoreless tie between the Bengals and the Steelers has been snapped uh, as the Steelers have gotten a field goal there. The Bengals. Uh, by the way, I got Joe Mixon on my fantasy team. Seven carries, Is that a title board touchdown? Hello! We are just talking about him.
7: Yo, my fantasy team is showing out today. <laughs> what? Man.
6: I need that. I need some. All right. Boyd on the uh, Finley Pass. Uh, the Bengals are on the board. Of course, the Bengals sitting at 0-10. 0-10 right now, sitting atop the sweepstakes to pick their future franchise quarterback. Speaking of, from what you've seen so far, the Joe Burrows of the world, uh, the Justin Herberts of the world, the Tua Vailoas of the world. Depending, of course, just you know how healthy that dislocated hip's going to be down the road. Have you seen any clear cut? Yes, this is the quarterback to take
7: Cincinnati if you want your franchise quarterback. Have you seen it yet? Tua is the only, like I would say, legit option at this point in point in time for a guy that should for sure be good. But my my, my only knock on Tua has been this: he's been so dominant at Alabama. But he's been playing with one of the best offensive lines. He and he has an hour back there to throw the football. And how about and, his receivers? Yeah. And and he's got and three, how many NFL first round correct. receivers. He's got Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and uh uh Smith. Yes. So Devontae Smith. And you, you look at him and there are times where he makes throws that he should not make. Mm-hmm. And they come and save the day. Mm-hmm. And and when you see Tua when he's played the two games against Georgia. Yeah, when he's played the uh, when he played against Clemson, where he actually had pressure and his wide receivers were where he had to throw in the very small windows, he didn't play very well. He's also had three lower body injuries in two years. Correct. So, so I, I'm not even talking about yeah. the injuries. I'm just talking about the uh, fact that he hasn't performed necessarily up to the standard that you would expect for him against the better teams. And when you see the Kyler Murray's, they uh, did. And when you look at the other quarter, when, when you look at Joe Burrow, I don't trust Joe Burrow yet.
6: Why? Here's what I'll say about Joe Burrow. Now, obviously, Brady, the new offensive coordinator, is getting a lot of credit, 30-year-old genius. Remember, a year ago, this same Burrow completed less than 59% of his yep. passes. This year, it's 79% of his passes. The one thing I will say about Joe Burrow, he must be a smart guy. He graduated Ohio State in three years, which allowed him a two-year grad transfer. We've never seen yeah. that before. And when you – are making the throws that he's making. He's seeing the field. In other words, he's making the right decisions. When you're completing seventy nine percent of his passes, some have gotta it be scheme making no
7: two. I well, mean, of course, like...
6: it's scheme, and that's what you have to figure out. How much of it is scheme? How much is the actual quarterback? And remember, this is a good athlete as well. Burrow was a, a, a major league baseball prospect, yep. so he is out of Ohio, big time athlete. So he's got the athleticism certainly to play in the NFL. But again. I'm going to go back to this, and we talk about Lamar Jackson and the kind of career he's having. Remember this about his career at Louisville. He played for Bobby Petrino. Yep. Bobby Petrino runs a pro-style offense. Yep. That is, and that's why so many NFL teams looked at his quarterbacks because they ran a pro-style offense. But even he recognized, I've got a unique talent here, and he modified his offense to allow Lamar Jackson to utilize all his talents. In other words, he gave the NFL a blueprint – on how to use this guy, and give the Ravens credit. They followed the blueprint. Yep. We're going to follow the blueprint of what made him a great college player and use it in the NFL. And that's that's always the challenge, again. When you're looking at a player, people were dismissing Lamar Jackson because he wasn't running a prototypical NFL offense, but he was playing on a college team that traditionally did run a pro-style offense. They modified it, and the Ravens were genius enough to continue what he did at Louisville,
7: that's the problem with NFL coaches. A lot of times is that they get stuck in what we do, as opposed to modifying to the talent that they have. Exactly. So you would rather draft Josh Allen, fifty-five. I mean, he hasn't been an accurate passer, high school, college, and then when whenever he played against the top, uh, against higher competition, he was terrible. Yes. So, but you, but you thought that that was a tenth pick in the draft. And you didn't think Lamar Jackson was right, the, and and I, oh, okay. So so I have a theory. I want to know what you think about it. That the NFL is missing an opportunity up to this point, because yes, college offenses are different than pro offenses, but and the quarterback is the most important position on the field. But you could actually devalue that position a little bit by taking some of your better athletes at quarterback from, from college who were decent passers and doing some of what you have with Lamar Jackson. So now if he gets injured, it's actually easier to replace him. And then you, and then you actually create a, uh, a numbers matchup game, which uh, against the defense, because if the quarterback hands off the ball to the running back, the, the defense has a plus one advantage because the quarterback's not going to block anybody. So now now when the quarterback can run the ball, the defense actually has to account for him. That's why um, Mark, um, Mark, Mark Ingram is having such a big impact on the Ravens. So if you were to do that more often in, in pro teams who are bad pro teams or teams that, you know, if you did that with the, with the Bears right now, with Tariq Cohen and the other kid, you would have a much better opportunity to win football games. Than you do with trying to make Mitchell Trubisky a drop back quarterback, which he's not. Well, and
6: that is the point, George. In other words, for the NFL, the NFL's a copycat league. All right. They're following the lead. And what they've seen with these type of dual threat quarterbacks are short careers. In other words, if I want a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees or a Phillip Rivers, guys that are going to be pocket passers, they're going to give me a quarterback. Those for are Hall of Famers, though. But you have 10 to 15 years. If I'm looking at a Cam Newton, if I'm looking at a Lamar Jackson, they're going to have a much shorter run because they're exposing themselves to possible injuries. All right, we're going to get to much more on that on the other side as we continue the Fox Sports Radio, uh, Red Zone Radio. But first, let's head to the Vegas Strip.
9: Hey, sports fans, this is insider John Anthony coming to you from the Las Vegas Strip. My message phone is red hot against the spread. Call the message phone at 1 800 216 6615. That's 1-800-216-6615. My information is in. Today I'm releasing three plays. Jacksonville at Tennessee, Green Bay at San Francisco, and my top play, Dallas at New England. That's three games, that's three locks, that's three and over the season free. Call 1-800-216-6615. That's 1-800-216-6615. Now let's take a quick look at the matchup. Jacksonville is in Tennessee for a divisional game. Jacksonville hasn't won a divisional game since 2017 and comes in on a two-game losing streak. Tennessee has won all of its home games with Tannehill at quarterback. Don't get tricked by the field goal spread. My information is in and confirmed. The total is the play on this one. I love it. It's a lot. Green Bay heads west to San Francisco. Division leaders battle under the lights in prime time. Vegas says it's on a field goal game. Not so fast. One team is overmatched. This game won't be close. Don't get fooled by the number on this one. My information is confirmed, and I love it. Another lock. And finally, my top play of the day, Dallas at New England. Dallas is 3-2 on the road this season, but they are back-to-back on the road for the first time. New England is a perfect 4-0 at home and have the third week in a row they play on the division leader. New England's defense is the best in the league, but the offense has been average. My information is confirmed. I love this play. The game is huge for me. It's my top move. The big play of the day, it's a lock. There you have it. Three huge plays on the message phone. I'm red hot against the spread. That's three games. That's three locks. 3-0 and of the season free. Call 1-800-216-6615. That's 1-800-216-6615. The lady,
5: what you I love that. It's week number 12 in the NFL. We got a shot. Let's go. And as the games go down or go final, listen right here to all the reaction on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Kickoff coming down short. It is muffed by Sims. Picks it up at the 10. Gets it, breaks a tackle, gets it across the 20, 25, 30. Up the left sideline of the 40, to the 50. He's going all the way. Steven Sims taking it to the house for a Redskins touchdown. That little muff might have thrown that coverage team off. Sims broke a couple tackles and did what he did best. He flew into the end zone. Redskins
6: Radio Network, and the Skins have a 13-3 lead over the Lions. Redskins, of course, 1-9 and nine on the season. Uh, once again, Steve Harbin, George Reister with you. Uh, the big question for the Redskins for the balance of this year, is Dwayne Haskins a franchise quarterback? If he's not, then they'll pull what Arizona did. Uh, moved up to the number 10 slot to get Josh Rosen, and a year later, used the number one overall pick to get Kyler Murray. Haskins in this game, pedestrian at best, six of 13, 62 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions.
7: But, what are your thoughts on uh, Dwayne Haskins? First of all, he's in the same situation that Josh Rosen was in. You're in an untenable situation. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, and except for at least for uh, Josh Rosen, they had like a competent front office. And when you look at what's going on with Dan Snyder and the Raiders team, I'm sorry, and the Redskins, I mean, who's running things? Like, who competent is running this? Who's drafting? Who's putting together anything? You, you saw what was going on with their left tackle, Trent Williams. He had a cancer, and, and the team was just shuffling, just kicking him, kicking the can down, down the road. He got misdiagnosed. All type of crazy stuff is going on. So it's not a situation where a young quarterback actually can be successful, first of all. But the second thing is Dwayne Haskins. Same situation as Joe Burrow right now. You have a one-year starting quarterback. Yes, they had phenomenal numbers, did great things, but there's a matter of experience that you need to be able to play quarterback in the National Football League, and you need a certain number of reps under your belt. And quarterbacks who are playing with so much talent in systems like Joe Burrow at LSU right now, Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, you get those guys. Yes, they have all type of tremendous talent, but at the end of the day, they don't have enough experience under their their belt. It's like it's like Freddie Freddie Kitchens with the Browns. Yes, he was a good offensive coordinator for the the end of last year, but it was his first time. Yeah, and now you're thrusting him to being a head coach, and he doesn't have enough reps built up in terms of all the things on how to do them right. And it's impossible to
6: learn at the NFL level. I'll go back to another one-and-done quarterback in college was Mark Sanchez. So he leaves SC after one year as a starter, and those first two years, you're like, well, he got to the AFC championship game. Look, he was 4-0 in road games in in the playoffs. (laughs) But when when the Jets decided we're going to put more on his plate he couldn't pull it off. Yep. In other words, you talk about a game manager. I mean, he was exactly that. We're not going. We're going to make things as simple as possible. But when they felt suddenly, all right, hey, we got a pretty good quarterback here. We're going to give him a lot more. He didn't have the background to pull it off, and then yep. his as uh, career completely stalled. By the way, updating the Buccaneers Falcons game. It's been a crazy game. Uh, the Falcons came in this game with back to back games in which they did not allow a touchdown. Jameis Winston. In this game for the Buccaneers, has thrown two touchdown passes. He's also had two interceptions. Right now, the Buccaneers are at the one-yard line of the Falcons, already leading this game 13-10 in Atlanta. So, how do you figure the NFL right? Here's Atlanta goes to New or Orleans, two Carolina back-to-back road victories. Now they're home against the hapless Buccaneers. And right now, the Buccaneers are at the 2nd and goal at the one Yard line, trying to increase their lead, and Winston rolls out and throws a touchdown pass. Oh, is that a? Uh, oh, that's a big man. That's a big man right there. That's a number fifty. When's the last time we see a guy wearing the number fifty
7: score a touchdown? Oh, well, almost last last week when you had Quentin Nelson. Oh, for, that's the, right. for, for the Colts with the. Uh, By the way, I was the watching the replay
6: of that. I said he didn't get in, and 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 they were all celebrating everything. Then Kent they replayed.
7: Fan. Yeah. So Vita. Oh, Vita Vea University of Washington, yes, defensive tackle.
6: All right, so there he is. He was lined up in the backfield, and At he pullback. rolled back. Yeah, yep. and there he was. <laughs> <laughs> so I would wonder, literally, when's the last time a guy wearing the number fifty scored a touchdown in the NFL? That that would be some serious. Re- Did they just miss the extra point again? Yes, back to back miss extra points. Wow, how do you keep a job? Seriously,
7: how do you miss back-to-back extra points? Remember, this is the Buccaneers who drafted, <laughs> who drafted the kid out of Florida State, yes, and who was the NCAA all-time percentage mm-hmm. leader. And he went there and he couldn't make a kick, and now they got to feel. Uh, yeah, Aguayo. Yeah, Roberto Aguayo,
6: who uh, was first team All American as a freshman, sophomore. His
7: brother's kicking at Florida State now. Is he really? Yes, his his little brother. Do not kicking draft
6: him. him. I, I'm begging. Do <laughs> you.
7: <laughs> so yeah. you think it's in his But United? I think of
6: Tampa Bay kickers. I think Gramatica. Uh, yeah, the Martin
7: <laughs> Gramatica, <laughs> who had a tragic ending to his career. A- ACL on yes. a ma- on a on a made field goal. Yes, shoving up, celebrating, and then he uh, blew out his. <laughs> oh, how, how did you get along with kickers? Oh, our the the main kicker I played with yeah. my my whole career mainly was um, was Josh Scobie. Yes, got along with Scobie really well. He made he made kicks. He's he's a hell of a golfer, by the way. Yes,
6: I, I interviewed Scobie just recently. He came down to a. Golf he's getting
7: tournament. his uh his uh he's going to Q school now. Yes, he is. Yeah, so uh so so we may see Scob- <laughs> Scobie on the PGA tour and another Jacksonville Jaguar that you might be. Scoby is different. Yeah, he's not a typical kicker. He he no, seems like a football a cool player. Dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a nice guy, quality guy. But I was also I also when uh Scobie was hurt for a little bit. They brought in John Carney, who's uh, who's a, a kicker. Well, I coach. knew
6: John forever because of the Chargers. I was in San Diego okay. all those years,
7: and I was actually a part of that game mm-hmm. where John Carney was was playing for the Saints. This is before right. he came to Jacksonville. Sure. Where, um, where. The uh Dante Stallworth and them, they were doing that lateral thing right, at the right, end right, of the right, game, right. and he ran in the touchdown, then Carney missed the extra point. <laughs> yep, I was standing right there on the field <laughs> for that one. Uh good guy. By the way, Browns are up
6: 28-0. Look out! Cleveland Browns, everybody. Is this a game you bet on, Gavin? By the Cleveland! way, I know
4: if you know this, George, but Gavin bets on just about everything. I do. I did bet the over in the Buccaneer game. So those two points could cost me. It's uh, fifty-two. And right now the total's at 29. Yeah, yeah, Baker
6: Mayfield, first team All-NFL this year. He's 16 of 18, 198 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, best quarterback Dude, ever. You, are Actually, need, you, need... <laughs> you are a savage I you need betting the over-unders.
7: You are a savage.
6: Yeah, you are. All right. Uh, you have the Browns touchdown, the latest? Okay, let's hear it. They give the ball to Hunt. He veers outside wide right to the five, to the pylons! Uh good for the Browns, not for me. I need Nick. I need Nick Chubb to score touchdowns. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, you might that well is, uh, forget about that now. Courtesy of the now. Browns Radio Network, forty-six yards rushing for Chubb. Not bad, but I don't want to see Hunt scoring touchdowns. Give
7: the ball to Chubb.
4: Chubb's day is pretty much done now. Why did the Dolphins kick a field goal right there? They're down twenty-eight. They
7: just wanted to get some points, man. <laughs> see something momentum, good happen.
4: momentum into that. Yes.
6: Uh, oh, we have the we have number fifty scoring. Let's hear it. Barber, the setback and the fullback is Vita Vea from the one. Hand the ball, play action, bootleg roll, pass to Vita Vea, touchdown, Tampa Bay, the big fella scores
8: his first career touchdown. Oh boy, what a catch! He was wide open.
6: 98 Rock and the Buccaneers Radio Network. I don't know about what a catch. It was basically almost a handoff. but uh, <laughs> uh, Rare that you see a guy wearing the number 50 score a touchdown in the NFL. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio yeah, Studios. But isn't,
7: isn't it a great catch, though, if a guy wearing number 50. It is a great catch. I love it.
6: Man, I go back to the fridge days, man. When I watched him, with. it was great watching him just knock people over, scoring touchdowns for the Bears. All right. Uh, let's find out what's trending right now. We bring back... Mr. David Gascon, wow, a lot of things happening today. Can you remember, David, a number 50 scoring a touchdown in the NFL? I mean, uh, we've seen tackles, you know, 78, 75, offensive tackles.
4: but
8: uh, Well, we, we always have the infamous uh, Leon Lett. What Leon number Lett? was Leon Lett? Was he 78 Steve, or something like that? He was in the 70s.
4: Steve, there's a very yeah, famous number Gavin? 50 yeah, that scored a yeah, lot of touchdowns. Yeah, this is relevant. Yeah. Who? Mike Vrabel. Yeah, Mike Vrabel, yeah. Vrabel, that's yeah.
6: right. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Excellent call, You're welcome, Gavin. David. Yeah, Vrabel mean, was used that. all the time. Yeah. That's right. Current uh, coach, all right, Mike Vrabel. Sorry about cool. that. You're right. Head coach, of the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gav. Yeah. Food.
8: Yeah.
6: Go ahead. You can update us the, in the world now. <laughs> hey, oh, the, no, no, don't get started <laughs> with you two guys. That, we'll that, have to separate. you guys early. That, Come on. That, now. that reminds me. How did you do yesterday with your lock? Oh. That was that was the brutal. So I was 11 and 0, George, in yeah. my. What was really my college football lock of the week? 11 yeah. and 0. So yesterday, I'm looking to go 12, and I'm already defying the odds. And I had one game where a team was 0-7 against the spread in conference play. So that's about as sure a bet as it gets. I took Maryland. Plus six at home against Nebraska. Why Nebraska? That. Won. That's like you know no why? Because Nebraska was zero and seven against the spread yeah. in their Big Ten games. They're this year.
7: playing against Maryland, and 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 fifty-four to six. Here's, 54-6. 54-6. here's oh. Nebraska. Here's the thing about being 0 7 versus spreads, and you know, is that eventually the odds makers are going to figure it out right. Well, (laughs) and and what's
6: interesting was money was pouring in on Maryland on that game. It opened at 7.5, went down to 6. But uh, my first loss of the year, David. Wow. And and I went down in flames. I mean, if you're going to lose. Lose in spectacular fashion. Yeah, like if you're going to DSA. lose,
8: like get beat on an 81-yard touchdown pass
6: on third down oh, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's been a man. whole hour since he uh, – All right. George is coming <laughs> in there. <laughs> out.
4: Yeah. Lock your door, David. Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. Mr. Oregon oh. does Knocking himself.
8: the mics
7: over everything. Listen. Wow. Man. Man. Yeah.
8: Could not believe it's a true freshman. Anyways, guys, you guys are talking about a few different things right now. Uh, Cleveland smoking Miami 28-3. to 3. Baker Mayfield, three touchdown passes and 198 yards. Carolina's climbed back into this thing just before the two-minute warning. Kyle Allen just threw a touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey from a yard out. It's 17-15 Saints right now with the advantage. Steelers trailing at Cincinnati 7-3 in this ball game. Broncos trailing in Buffalo 6-0. Third quarter just got underway. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got three touchdown passes from Jameis Winston. And they lead right now over the Atlanta Falcons by a count of 13-10. to 10. Jets, 13-3 over the Raiders. Sam Darnold with a touchdown run. Seahawks, 10-3 over the Eagles. And the Redskins, 13-6 over the Detroit Lions. Guys, back to you. All
6: right, thank you, David. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Steve Harbin, George Reister with you here on this very busy NFL Sunday. By the way, uh, you know, the Saints got off to this really big 14-0 lead right out of the shoot. Now 17-15 uh against Carolina. Uh, are you a big believer in Kyle Allen? And by the way, in this game, he's looking ah. really good right now as he's sitting with 14 of eight, ten hundred and thirty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. He's certainly matching. Uh, anything that breeze is doing. Now they had a terrible game last week against Atlanta, but do you think Kyle Allen is a long term answer for the Panthers?
7: At backup quarterback, yeah. At backup quarterback. Yeah. Kyle Allen is not a franchise quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback and he's damn sure not an elite quarter quarterback on on the season. They're winning. Their defense is really good, yeah, and they have Christian McCaffrey running, running the ball. And the thing that Kyle Allen is doing a good job of, and their offensive coordinator is continuing to push the ball downfield. That way, then they can continue to run the football, because you have Christian McCaffrey, who is an MVP candidate, absolutely and for sure. If he doesn't win MVP, he'll win Offensive Player of the Year in a runaway. And you have Kyle Allen, who's a hundred, well, nineteen hundred yards. 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions on the year. Right. And you can't say that a guy that even though it's his first time starting, if he finishes with the same amount of touchdowns as interceptions, that that that's not a guy that you're going that your team's going to have the confidence in to turn over the keys of the franchise. Because Carolina's not in a situation where they can wait three, four, five years on a quarterback. They need somebody who can come in and be ready to play now. So so, in theory, what you do is is you keep Kyle, Kyle Allen in the starter role. Maybe you draft a guy. Maybe you bring in a guy in free agency, it, it, depending on who's available. And then you say, all right, now we're trying to find our quarterback. But at the same time, we can win with this guy. Because there have been worse quarterbacks than Kyle Allen to win Super Bowls. All right, I'm going to throw a wild scenario at you. The
6: Chargers. Philip Rivers he's is already toast, publicly bro. saying he's that he toast. hasn't decided about what he's going to do. He has three options. He could actually, there's, there's four options here. He could retire. He could, the, the chargers have two options. They could give him, let's say a two year deal, or they could franchise tag him both with a hefty price tag, or they could allow him to go free agency and he continues his career elsewhere. Meanwhile, the chargers, who have zero traction in Los Angeles at all. I mean, zero. How about the Chargers sign Cam Newton? Does Cam Newton have game left? Now, again, he's lost his last eight starts. But if the Chargers were to move on from Phillip Rivers and bring in Cam Newton, Anthony Lynn, Cam Newton, I'm trying to figure out a new dynamic for the Charger organization Do you think Cam Newton, one, would have any traction in Los Angeles? Could he create a buzz, a much-needed PR buzz for the Chargers? Does he still have any game left? How would you feel about Cam Newton replacing Phillip Rivers as
7: the quarterback of the Chargers? I'm a Cam Newton-a-person fan. Mm -hmm. But Cam Newton, the quarterback, I don't love him only because I like high-completion-rate percentage guys. Right and he hasn't been that throughout his career. He's been inaccurate at times. His back foot slides up when he I I don't love it. That's that's just for me. But for the Chargers, it's time for Philip Rivers is toast. Yes. He's toast. Like so you so franchise tagging him and signing him to a two-year deal are bad they shouldn't even be on the table. Right. Those those options you have to throw those out the window. So Cam Newton is is an option and he's still got a year left on his on his deal. So yes, so you can pick up Cam Newton for what is it, 19 or 21 million. So so what and then see what you have. I think that that's probably their best case scenario and then you draft a quarterback. Right. You try to get in the best position to draft a quarterback that you want, not move up highest. Move up to where you can get the guy that you think is best. Do you think Cam Newton here in
6: LA would actually put butts in seats?
7: Yes. Initially, yeah. Okay. But the but the problem is I know is Phillip the, Rivers
6: not putting any butts in seats except fans of the
7: opposing team. Well the well the problem is is that the Chargers are it's gonna to be tough for them to sell those P PS, those PSLs.
6: Well they it's, don't have to sell that's that's the whole that's the whole thing that we found out. They were not required in the agreement they made as a tenant with the Rams to even sell a single PSL. All that language said was is that they would try to sell PSLs for at least one year into them moving into the new stadium. After that, they're under no pressure. This whole scenario in L.A. And Seth Wickersham did a great piece on ESPN.com about this whole dynamic in L.A. where (laughs) – Stan Kroenke is just hemorrhaging money here. This stadium project, which was originally tagged at a little under two billion, is now well over five billion. It's now approaching six. It's over tripled the cost that yep. they originally thought, and he's dealing with all this litigation coming out of St. Louis. And the judges in Missouri are backing up the fans. I mean, millions, and he's paying all the legal fees for all the owners in all the litigation against the NFL about the Rams' move from St. Louis yep. to Los Angeles. I mean, I know the man's got insane wealth, but at some point you got to say, "Hey, man, we got to turn off this faucet." I mean, this well, is absolutely
7: crazy. I, I agree with that, but I think that the NFL is going to be subsidizing some of this cost for the stadium only because they are going to then be using it for the draft, for their, uh, for their meetings. Well, then and that stuff means like you're that. talking to the other owners in the league to pitch in. Yeah, because yeah, right now sure. there's
6: no indication that any owner is pitching in. It's all coming out of Kroenke's pocket, which
7: is unbelievable. Because every cent, because Stan Stan Kroenke has been in construction, right? That's he's, what been, he, he's a developer. Yes, he's been in development, so so he is used to. So my my mind you, my uh, wife's a, a real estate broker. We mm-hmm. own some real estate, have built things, all of this. So we understand that the price tag that that it costs is not always what it ends up being that construction costs always end up higher. But the best way to do these things is to incentivize people to finish on time and all of these things. But the fact that you have a $2 billion building, End up costing almost three times as much. That is unreasonable, right? That, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, if you're Stan Kroenke, I don't know how that happens, being that you are so experienced at this job. Well,
6: uh, he's had a lot of money. Obviously, his wife is part of the Walton family, the Walmart uh, fortune. That's where all the real money's coming from. But it's a it's a fiasco he's right got now. Six.
7: She's got like eleven
6: right exactly all right uh by the way the jets are now in position to score again this is looking real bad uh for the raiders as they open up the second half the jets just broke off a huge play they got a first and goal right now jets already leading this game 13 to 3 Darnold uh looking and they got a walk-in touchdown wow Full
7: chucky face right now
6: <laughs> wow uh the raiders are in big trouble i i All these Raider fans were, you know, well, they got to buy. They barely beat the winless Bengals at home last week. Now you go to the Jets. Sam Darnold's on fire right now, and the Jets are beating the Raiders badly. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We continue on with a very busy Sunday. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, coming up next.
4: Here comes pressure. They pick it up. Josh fires. Got Cole Beasley at the 5 into the end zone. Touchdown.
8: Touchdown, Buffalo. They picked up the blitz. And Cole Beasley was open. Single coverage over the
6: middle. Josh Allen fired a strike. First touchdown of the game for the Buffalo Bills. WGR and the Bills Radio Network. So the Buffalo Bills leading Denver 13-0 right now inside 11 minutes to go. In the third quarter, we got second halfs. Uh, all around the National Football League in these morning games. Uh, and once again, uh, I want to remind everybody that, uh, well, we're here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, George Reiser is here, Steve Hartman, I'm here. And, you know, we're looking at this uh, Raiders game right now, and this Jets team is doing a number on them. It is 20 to 3 uh, Jets over the Raiders. Uh, and we were talking earlier, George, about the Raiders' schedule and how there was a path to them to get to the postseason. But if people – did people ignore what happened last week against the winless Bengals? I mean, they, they, no, they say a win's lost a win. that
7: win. They're like a win is a win.
6: A win's a win. I mean, I guess, you know, just win baby. In fact, even uh, John Gruden pulled out the old uh, line after that game. But this this delusion that somehow the Raiders are better than they actually are – uh, it's been exposed today against the Jets.
7: Well, the rest of their schedule is not easy. They got the Chiefs coming up at at Arrowhead, but then they have the two home games against Tennessee and Jacksonville. So those, a lot of people those are easy games, though. Uh, East Coast, West Coast, you know those well, type of. Well, see, see, it's actually much easier for East Coast teams to travel to the West than West Coast teams to travel to the East, and it's because it's your body clock speeding up as opposed to slowing down. Because you you have the Raiders playing it, kicked off at 10 a.m. West Coast time. They're not used to playing till one West Coast time. So it's different. Your whole schedule moves you, the the and then you have to fly multiple time zones. You have to get up way earlier than you would normally do. It's, it's a big challenge. And then, so like you said, they got the Titans, then the Jaguars. Then they're at the Chiefs. I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry. The, then they're at the Chargers and at the Broncos, and huh? and we just we just got got word from Mr. Gavin that Mason Rudolph has been benched.
6: Yeah, uh, so in his first game after this fiasco against the Cleveland Browns, remember uh, what we sort of forgot about how bad Rudolph was in that game <laughs> against the Browns, throwing four interceptions today against winless Cincinnati, eight of 16, 85 yards and a pick, and they have benched him. And Devlin Hodges has been put in. For the Steelers, Hodges, this is a quarterback that essentially is a scout team quarterback. So the Mason Rudolph situation
7: is not good for the Steelers right now. No. And do you know who's smiling the whole way right now? Miles Garrett? (laughs) No. uh, Well, well, him him too. Or Big Ben? Ben Roethlisberger. Because truthfully, I don't believe that Ben Roethlisberger really wants to play anyway. He he likes collecting his checks. Mm. And now that now that they don't have a quarterback, they don't have a choice but to bring him back and give him another 20-something million dollars. They don't have a choice. Uh, but we were watching some of the games while we were on break, and Russell Wilson is playing extremely well. But D.K. Metcalf is showing why people had questions about him. Right. He dropped a touchdown already today, hit him right in the mitt and he just dropped a big third-down pass. If he were catching the ball, the Seahawks would be trashing the Eagles right now. All right. By the way, uh,
6: Pittsburgh just got called for an offensive pass interference that you don't see very often. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers have scored again. So the juggernaut that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Falcons, Jameis Winston has three touchdown passes in this game, two interceptions, All over the map. Again, this is a Falcons team that in back-to-back road victories against New Orleans and Carolina did not give a touchdown up. Uh, But we have, is that Ronald Jones there? That was USC. So Ronald Jones runs it in. And Tampa Bay, now this is going to be the question is the extra point. Steelers, get Mason Rudolph out of there. Get Hodges in there. Boom.
4: James Washington. James Washington. (laughs) Who is
7: ironically um, Mason Rudolph's favorite target when he was at
4: Oklahoma Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. Oh, man.
6: So uh, Hodges comes in and throws the touchdown pass. We'll get you updated on that. Meanwhile, can Tampa Bay miss three straight extra points? Yes. And it is blocked.
9: It is blocked.
4: I hope it goes all the way.
6: And they're
9: running it back.
6: They're trying to run it back. Oh, they're trying to run it back. And now, what's the rule on this? This when will he be gets... two
4: points. And okay, he's still running. He That'll help the over of 52. And he, oh, no, he, got stopped and short. he couldn't
6: get it. He just oh, ran man. out of gas oh. more than anything else. Three straight miss extra points for no! Tampa. Okay, enough. <laughs> enough already.
7: Have you guys ever seen a one-point safety? <laughs>
6: a one-point uh, safety? I'm sorry.
7: Yeah, a, a one-point safety. No. A one-point safety? Yes. What what happens there? How's we'll, that? I'll, I'll uh, tell you guys me on those.
6: All right. So uh, craziness there. Uh, despite three straight miss extra points, Tampa Bay is leading at Atlanta, twenty-five to ten, inside eleven minutes to go. A little craziness today, right? We got a lot of craziness going on around the National Football League. It's all because of George and what happened to Oregon yesterday. Stop. All right. We're uh, once again here. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. More coming up next. Uh, another big day. Week 12. Week 12 in the NFL. Things getting really serious right now. Of course, we got the Thanksgiving games coming up in a few days. Once again, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. One of the big games coming up is, of course, the Cowboys on the road against the Patriots. Patriots sitting at 9 one Best record in the league, along with the San Francisco 49ers. Cowboys need this game in a worse way. Joining us right now, she'll be on the sidelines once again. Oh, can we get a little proper intro for her? Thank you.
3: Ready, ready.
5: Now. No. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox Focus.
6: Aaron Andrews is joining us right now. And, Aaron, we watched your uh, interview with Tom Brady this morning. Give us a little insight based on your time with Tom where his mentality is right now and does he have any concerns about the fact that he's statistically only 20th right now as far as passer rating in the NFL?
11: Well, I think, you know, anything that I was going to get out of Tom, you saw it right there. He he feels like, you know, they're getting better. It's crazy for him to, to even hear him say that. I feel like that's why all of us are kind of reacting to the press conference that we saw on Sunday and then maybe on Monday his radio show. But He brings up a good point. You know, he said, what, am I not supposed to be frustrated that we aren't where we want to be or where, you know, I hope we can be? So, I mean, great point by him. I mean, look, Tom Brady's used to putting up numbers. He's used to his offense dominating. You can't be mad for the guy for being competitive and and obviously wanting better output than what he's getting.
7: Aaron, this this game tonight. Uh, obviously, it's important for the uh, cow, Cowboys trying to lead the NFC East. But but sticking with Tom Brady, how important is it to him to actually put together a really good offensive performance?
11: Oh, I mean, I, I think it's huge. I mean, listen, we still have no word. We may. I'm first of all. I let's not bury the lead, guys. The weather is. Horrific out here. It is pouring. The wind is really, really bad. So that is going to be a huge factor, obviously. It's unfortunate for both offenses because you you think about how the weather is going to change the game. The wind advisory is actually supposed to pick up at 5 o'clock so I mean, when I, I'm standing right by a tunnel where the Cowboys are coming out of, and they're all like, "Holy crap!" and co- going back in and putting more layers on. So yeah, for offense, for both offenses, that's going to be huge. Now you ask about the Patriots. I am not out on that field because I wouldn't be able to talk to you, but I still know word, obviously, about Sanu or Dorset. I don't know if they've been ruled officially out yet, but this is big. I mean, it's really big because he's still, as he said, trying to figure out this offense. Brought up a good point to us, too, as well with, you know, trying to work an offense without – really a big tight end that he hasn't had in quite some time. Gronk was there forever doing his thing, and he said, we're trying to figure out all these pieces. Look, Tom demands excellence, and he demands it out of himself. So, yeah, they know that this is America's game of the week. They know everybody's going to be watching. They know they're going to have to get through the NFC in order to uh, win another Super Bowl. And uh, this is a big one all around. He's no dummy when it comes to the hype either.
6: Aaron, I know that you've worked hundreds of games collegiately, NFL games on the sidelines. When, when you're faced with the elements that are extreme, uh, what, what is your plan of attack? I mean, you've experienced everything, you know, wind, rain, snow. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it all, heat. Um, but but, yeah, but how, how, how do you, I mean, the players have to prepare for it. How do you prepare for it?
11: It sucks. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's like you know, I'm dressed basically like a marshmallow. The worst part about (laughs) this right now is that it's cold and it's wet. So you know, your head's screwed. Like your your head is going to be soaked because you're going to I'm going to wear a baseball hat. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to have to. You have to try to stay warm as much as you can. The thing for me is, I don't care what I look like anyways because there's there's nothing you can do about a wet rat. But the thing that affects me the most is my notes because you think about it, like you know, I've had two weeks of notes that I've put together and I'm trying to write stuff down and I want to go back to my notes and look at all my stories and my stuff soaked. So I've got a huge like binder here with all these plastic wraps around it. It just, it sucks. But I just wish we were in snow over this because uh, I worked at green Bay game a couple weekends ago versus Carolina and we thought it was going to be cold. We never anticipated snow. And then all of a sudden we're in the middle of flurries. and It was freaking awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Rain kind of stinks.
7: Well, on the, on the other side, though, the the, the Cowboys, and Dak's been really yeah. leading the uh, way for this team. He's in line for a contract, but with the elements being so bad, the running game ha- has to be a priority. How important of a game is this for Zeke Elliott and, and the Cowboys in terms of just getting it going?
11: Yeah, I mean, obviously, they want to do that, and, and it was great. We talked to Dak yesterday, and Just wanted to see how he was feeling, and and he's pumped. I mean, the guy feels confident, but, yeah, you you bring it up. I mean, the wind, these flags are going nuts. I just talked to a couple people that were out in the field. They said the goalposts were actually moving because of the wind. So you got to think that Mr. Jerry Jones is walking by me right now. Probably Mm going to have to say hello. Hi, Mr. Jones. How are you? Good to see you. Um, I love that, by the way,
6: Aaron. We love that here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll take that every time. I mean,
11: I got to say hi. How's it going, guys? Um, They're dressed warm. Uh, Yeah, so, no, they're going to have to run the ball. And you know Zeke's going to want to. I thought that uh, his quotes this week to the media were awesome when people were just saying, you guys are kind of making me feel awkward, like I'm supposed to be ticked off because I – you know, just had 40 yards, but we won a game. I think they're just going to take the wins, however they get it. But you know, they're they're thinking if Dak can go today, if, if he can get it rolling against this Patriots defense, they got to do it. But funny note, and I know you probably have to go real quick, but Randall Cobb, I was just talking to him about what this does to the wide receivers out there and trying to catch a ball in this weather and in this wind. And he was saying, you got to really use your body. You got to use everything to secure the ball. And when he walked off the field, I looked at him and I said, How is it out there? And he goes, It's not bad. And then I thought to myself, This dude just played in Green Bay forever. Of course he's going to say it's not that bad.
6: Aaron, I, very quickly, Aaron Andrews again, uh, she's going to work the sidelines for the Cowboy Patriots game before we allow you to get back to the elements there. Aaron, you know, you heard about the frustration of Brady in the offense right now. Yeah. I'm going to give you two names Antonio Brown and Gronk. Um, is there any buzz at all about one, the other, either? returning to the Patriots, not just this year, but ever.
11: This is just me talking. I don't know anything. I like to think that I know it all, but I don't, which is hilarious. But I do like playing this game with everybody, you know, we'll sit at dinner and with Troy and Joe. And I don't think Gronk's done. I thought going into my interview yesterday with Tom that Gronk would come back this year. I don't think he's coming back. I do would not be shocked if Antonio Brown comes back. Wow, don't you think? I mean, I know. I look I'm at it. You know, if it was I up definitely. to Brady
6: Aaron, he would already still be there, right?
11: Why, yeah. It oh, was yeah. only up to um, Brady
6: because Brady's only thinking in terms, man. I want attack, as many weapons as I can. Attack.
11: He's one of the best yeah. receivers in the 100%. league. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Tom had a blast playing for him. That did yeah. The hot second that he got to play with him. Um, now I will say, I mean, I watched our report from our Jake Glazer today saying that the league, it, we're a couple of weeks away from the league still deciding, but I mean, Antonio puts the apology up. Didn't somebody report one of the first likes on that apology was TV.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady mean, wrote that apology. On. That's what <laughs>
11: Tom Brady, he <laughs> must have wrote it because Antonio
7: <laughs> damn sure didn't write that apology. Yeah, well, no, uh, because
11: once you step away and nobody's calling, and you realize what you had, don't you think it hits you all at once? And it's like, oh
7: yeah. man! Oh no, 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 no! I'm, I'm, I'm saying that Antonio wanted to apologize. Oh I'm, so, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. saying the, the actual, yeah, I'm saying the actual <laughs> yeah. language in it was was written because it didn't look anything like the rest of his tweets.
6: Well, I'll tell you one thing: when you look at their schedule come at the Patriots, Cowboys at the Texans, Chiefs, uh, you know they, ah. they suddenly struggle over a couple of weeks. Look, their goal is always the same thing. They want to win Super Bowl, so we'll see how it plays out. Well, Aaron, good luck today. We'll think about you, okay? We'll be watching you, thinking about the elements and your notes and everything Uh, else, okay?
11: The water just dripping off my face. It's <laughs> it's a fun one, guys. Yeah, enjoy your cozy, cozy little environment. Yeah, yeah over we're there. we're I sitting here really
6: in L. A. right now. It's another sunny oh, day. Aaron. You
11: what's the what's the temps there today? Uh, 70, 72 today. But 72. but it is going to be cold.
6: This it week is going to you know. it's going to be wet for uh, Thanksgiving here. So yeah. that but that's okay.
11: Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll be in Detroit, so I don't want to hear <laughs> any of it. That's
6: any, indoors. You yeah, uh, yeah. She'll be in the elements. All right. Come back to L. A. Aaron. All right. So All Aaron, right. Bye, have a great time. Thanks so much, Aaron Andrews, joining us there. Um yeah when you when you think about this George right now as far as the Patriots concern they're sitting at 9 and 1 all right they looked ugly against the ravens maybe they haven't looked all that great against a, a subpar schedule but let's see these next 3 games home against the cowboys at the texans home against the chiefs if they struggle in these games maybe they lose two out of 3 and the offense still isn't really getting you know into sync it's going to be interesting to see if they make some kind of move. All right, There's go-
7: only so much, though. That, I mean, there's only so long that you can rely strictly on defense. Right, They're going to have to put up some points, and especially when it comes to the playoffs, they have to. And Tom knows knows that. That's why Aaron was saying that uh, Antonio Brown is not out of the question. I know she says she doesn't know anything, but but, uh, she's got good educated guesses, though.
6: Yeah, she has uh, good connections over there. All right, uh, we'll continue
9: on with our Fox Sports Red Zone radio. But first, let's head to the Vegas Strip. Hey sports fans, this is insider John Anthony coming to you from the Las Vegas Strip. My message phone is red hot against the spread. Call the message phone at 1-800-216-6615. That's 1-800-216-6615. My information is in. Today I'm releasing three plays. Jacksonville at Tennessee, Green Bay at San Francisco, and my top play, Dallas at New England. That's three games, that's three locks, that's 3-0 in the season free. Call 1-800-216-6615, that's 1-800-216-6615. Now let's take a quick look at the matchup. Jacksonville is in Tennessee for a divisional game. Jacksonville hasn't won a divisional game since 2017 and comes in on a two game losing streak. Tennessee has won all of its home games with Tannehill Hill at quarterback. Don't get tricked by the field goal spread, my information is in and confirmed. The total is the play on this one i love it it's a lot green bay heads west to san francisco division leaders battle under the lights in prime time vegas says it's on a field goal game not so fast one team is overmatched this game won't be close don't get fooled by the number on this one my information is confirmed and i love it another lock and finally my top play of the day dallas at new england dallas is three and two on the road this season but they are back to back on the road for the first time new england is a perfect 4-0 at home and have the third week in a row they play on the division leader new england's defense is the best in the league but the offense has been average my information is confirmed i love this play the game is huge for me it's my top move the big play of the day it's a lot there you have it three huge plays on the message phone i'm red hot against the spread that's 3 games, that's 3 locks, 3 and of oh the season free. Call 1-800-216-6615. That's 1-800-216-6615. Here we go. go.
5: The sounds. Oh, oh. The play call. <laughs> the coach is going nuts on the sidelines. Damn it.
9: Somebody's got to block him.
5: It's week number 12 in the NFL. <laughs>
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
10: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
8: First and goal from the three. Breeze will be under center. Eye formation. Again in motion left to right now. An arc motion back. Breeze is going to throw over the middle. And touchdown! Mike
6: Thomas in the back of the end zone. WWL Saints Radio Network. Saints, who again are the Vegas favorites right now to get to the Super Bowl along with the New England Patriots. Uh, looking every bit of it right now. 30-18. to 18, Saints leading the Panthers. Five minutes to go in the third quarter. By the way, great news, quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes fifty minutes to see if you can save fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you can save. Steve Hartman, George Rice are with you on this big Sunday. How about the Raiders losing 34-3 to, to the Jets?
7: I don't know if I would define that as losing. Thirty-four that to getting, three. That is getting taken behind the woodshed. That wow. is getting pummeled.
6: Uh, Sam Darnold in this game 18 of 24 272 two touchdowns no picks Derek Carr 15 of 27 127 no touchdowns and one pick so the Raiders were just feeling like yeah we got these couple of bye games you know Bengals at home at the Jets and I'm like at the
7: Jets see I'm I'm not a huge um I I'm, I'm not a huge John Gruden West Coast offense guy only because I agree with some principles of the West Coast offense, but the way that he runs it a lot of times, that's why you'll have David uh, Carr, yeah, no, sorry, Derek Carr, complete 15 passes for like 98 yards for like 120 yards, because they do so much short passing to help the sticks move. But the problem is, is that you don't push the ball downfield enough. Which, which sometimes if teams just sit back come up and tackle if you have a and they make you take 12 14 plays to score touchdowns then eventually somebody drops a pass you have a holding call and then it just puts you behind the sticks all the time and it's tough to just wallop people to uh,
6: another quarterback struggling today again daniel jones the giants did get on the board first but it's been all bears since 19 bears Daniel Jones, 10 of 18 for 64 yards. The Giants go into the fourth quarter, George, with 105 total yards. Um, are, we, uh, are, we, are we all good with Daniel Jones as a franchise quarterback?
7: No, man. He's still a rookie. That mean, uh, all right, look, I'm not in Daniel Jones' camp. I was the one that agreed with it and actually loved, loved. The the tweet that I saw after he got drafted, they said Daniel Jones looks like the guy that they would cast in a movie to play Eli Manning. Right. About. Oh, wait, hey, hold, hold up. But it's a movie about Peyton Manning's life. The guy that they would cast to be Eli Manning in the movie about Peyton Manning's life.
6: Well, he was in the Manning quarterback camp. I mean, he was a Manning. That was basically it. There are no more Mannings, but we'll get we'll get another Manning. And By he's the way, a Cutcliffe
7: guy. Uh, Saquon
6: Barkley, thirteen carries, thirty three yards. And he has two catches for one yard. A fantasy football nightmare. Carson
4: um, Wentz, guys, had been in the locker room due to injury. He just ran back out. He's on the sideline now.
6: Yeah, that game has uh, been dull. Uh, Seattle leading Philadelphia 10-3. to We're in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Russell Wilson, he threw one beautiful touchdown pass to Turner. But outside of that... How about 10 of 21, 141 yards, the one touchdown and a pick, a very
7: pedestrian day well, if Metcalf for Russell could Wilson. Catch, if Metcalf could catch, it would be much, much better. But but I do think that that Carson Wentz, Wentz news is very significant, though, because he went back to the locker room for, for injury. What is his M.O.? I mean, he hasn't made it through an entire season yet. He got an extension after being hurt. I you mean, don't have to convince me something. about
6: Wentz, George. I'm telling you. I, I I have not been sold. How about the fact that he has 18 completions in this game for 100 yards? That's six yards of completion. Listen, he just – I mean, what is he's that? He's distributed
7: in the football. Less than six yards <laughs> of completion. Distributed in the football. All right. That's like a so, handoff. That's if, not even passing. So, if you were an Eagles fan yeah. uh, two years ago – Nick Foles all the way. I would have gone with Nick Foles too. Well, of course, you would have. And the, by the way, Nick Foles is only a
6: few years older than Wentz. Yep. It wasn't like he's ten years older; he's like three years
7: older. And, and and it's not that, and it's not the fact that I don't believe that Wentz is technically "quote unquote" more talented. Is he? Than, than than Foles? But the but the problem with that is this: there are a lot of quarterbacks that are more talented. Tom Brady. There are ten quarterbacks, fifteen quarterbacks in the league right now that are more talented than Tom Brady in terms of arm talent. They're they're faster. They're better athletes. So much better than Tom Brady. But can you win games? Can you do the intangibles? And Nick Foles did that with the Eagles, but they were constantly trying to replace him no matter what. The, the man goes, wins the Super Bowl. Come back the next year. Wentz gets hurt again. Takes you to the NFC Championship game. I mean, what more do you want the man to do? He's proving that even though that he's not going to win your beauty pageant, that he is a legitimate starting quarterback. Well, but again, uh, they, when well, look at, when Nick Foles won that
6: Super Bowl, and give Peterson all the credit in the world, they went back to the Nick Foles that exploded on the scene under Chip Kelly. Remember that one? It was twenty-seven touchdowns, two, two picks. Yep. It was crazy. He had like the greatest. Well, I think it was a five-game run where he had the highest passer rating for five games ever in the history of the NFL. So they went back to that. They said, where was that Nick Foles? I'm not talking about the one that went to the Rams or anything else. And they put back that offense, and it worked for him. Uh, Meanwhile, Trubisky, is that an interception?
7: That was bad. Good night.
6: All right, so Trubisky trying to uh, somehow keep the Giants uh, back in the game. Meanwhile, the Seahawks have scored again.
4: Is that Carson or Rashad Penny? I believe Penny? that was Chris Carson. Rashad Penny doesn't see much action on that the field. That is Penny. Is that yep. Rashad Penny? That is Rashad, of, Rashad Penny. The, the flailing San Diego State Aztecs.
6: Uh, by the way, Penny has uh, come into this game and had a big game for the sea C- I've been talking about this because I followed much of his college career at San Diego State. And I said, where is Penny? Why? How about this? He'd ready for this. That was a touchdown run for Penny in this game. Gavin, because I know you uh, follow that. Uh, nine carries, 128 yards and a touchdown. Is Rashad that good? Penny. Is that yeah, good? Yeah. So that's uh, Rashad Penny right there. Where's Donnell Pumphrey? Yeah. Uh, how about this? <laughs> Pumphrey is the only guy I know that earned a Super Bowl ring without ever playing a single NFL <laughs> game. He was drafted by the Eagles. Yep. Was out the entire year they won the Super Bowl. He was handed a Super Bowl ring and has never played a single game in the NFL and he has a Super Bowl ring. Now, let me ask you this because you had an NFL career, obviously, George. Would you feel how would you feel if you were handed a Super Bowl ring mm-hmm. with your name on and everything else? obviously has value, and you never actually played not only a game that season, you never played a game in an NFL ever in a regular NFL game?
7: Pumphrey was hurt that year, yes correctly? he was then i would feel perfectly fine about it because because my contribution was my injury i mean and and even if you're a guy who was just on the practice squad and you get a ring or if you were a guy that was inactive all 16 games in the playoffs which right. you practice all the time mm-hmm. you earned this and you contributed to it so like like the it shouldn't just be the starters who get who get super bowl rings and and if you get injured and you're on the team that means you are collecting paychecks. So
6: if I introduce Donnell Pumphrey, who, by the way, DJ is a great guy and obviously the all-time NCAA career record holder for rushing yards, uh, I just sort of cheated on that because they didn't count, uh, you know, bowl stats till 2002. But that aside, if I joining us right now, Super Bowl champion Donnell Pumphrey, and people are looking at him like this guy never actually Facts. played a game in the NFL.
7: I would, I would imagine that I would do the same thing that he probably does. I would uh, say, yes, I am a Super Bowl champion. I, I am not your conventional Super Bowl champion. <laughs> yes, However, I, <laughs> I will take this ring, though. I got it. I earned it. All right. I, Has Carolina come back in this game again?
6: It is 31-24 Saints with a minute and a half to go in the third quarter. Yeah, that's the Super Bowl team, right? Mm. Mm, yeah. they're, they're giving me the Seahawks. Uh, by the way, Brees doesn't throw the ball all that much. They've only run – wow, Carolina's run a lot more plays in this game – uh, and by the way, the Browns are not home free against the Dolphins as well. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now as we bring back Mister David Gascon. So many games to watch at the same time. We're coming down the stretch, David.
8: I know, I know. Donnell Pumphrey, Rashad Penny, go back to back thousand yards at San Diego State.
7: Two thousand yards. Yeah, he had back to back two
6: thousand yard yeah. uh, seasons. Do uh, they
7: do they have a thousand yards combined in the NFL though? Is the question. If no, you, if you add not. them up. Yeah. Penny's been underused, but, I mean, the fact is he's been productive. He's a little
6: chubby right now, though.
7: Yeah.
4: Well, he didn't look
6: chubby on that big run, so. um, Yeah, no, no, no. Camera adds a little
4: weight. Body by Eddie Lacy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You like that one, Sam? Eddie Lacy, it it ate the
6: offensive line when he got into the NFL. I mean, that guy, that was I loved Lacy. I mean, it looked like the fridge was back.
8: Guys, Saints right now have the advantage over the Panthers. Carolina just scored, though, Christian McCaffrey. You got in the end zone, it's 31-24. There's still a lot of time in this thing. There's about 90 seconds to play in the third quarter. Jets are embarrassing the Raiders.
9: Sam Darnold in the shotgun. belt to his right. Crowder motions left to right. Darnold rolls out to his right. Looks back to his left. Flips it. Wide open. Ryan Griffin walks into the end zone with a Jet touchdown.
8: The Rays are a playoff team. They're getting smoked right now by the Jets, 34-3. Seahawks just scored Rashad Penny, nine carries, 128, and a touchdown. Seahawks in Philadelphia leading the Eagles, 17-3. Lions, 16-13 over the Washington Redskins. Bengals hanging tough, so looking for their first win of the season. Right now, they're in the fourth quarter. Pittsburgh is on the move, though, at the 33-yard line of Cincy. It's 10-10 right now. Bears have the lead over the Giants. They were trailing at 1.7-0. They've scored 19 straight Mitchell Trubisky, 262 yards and also one score since 19-7. Buffalo is on their way to winning. They lead Denver 13-3. Broncos offense has done nothing this ballgame. Buccaneers 25-13 over the Falcons. Jameis Winston, 300 yards passing. And three TDs. Fellas, back to you.
6: All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Gascon. We're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, sometimes like Rashad Penny, who was a first round draft pick of the Seahawks because they were so concerned about their lack of production with a running game. Then all of a sudden last year they had one of the best running games in the league. And Carson he wasn't stepped a part up. Of it. Well he was sort of a part of it. here here's the thing about Penny. If you look last year, Penny last year gained four hundred and nineteen yards rushing, averaging four point nine yards a carry. This year he's averaging, again, about four point nine yards a carry. I guess the good news for Penny is he's still a very young player. He's not even twenty four yet. And he hasn't been used all that much, so he's going to have some fresh like legs.
7: They Whatever he's doing in practice, uh, uh, Carroll does not like it. Well, how about – let me
6: ask you this. Because if a, if a running back is not good at blocking, in other words, protecting the quarterback, which is part of your job description,
7: how big of a factor could that be on keeping a guy on the bench? Huge. Right. Huge. Yeah. I mean, th- that is – uh, aside from actually running the football, pass protection is the second most important job of the running back. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why, I mean, like, if you have a running back who can't run and catch the ball, you would keep him on the field despite that if he's a good pass protector because it creates a threat. And also when you do play action passes, all sorts of things, because teams will blitz you and that's the running back's job, is to block linebackers in particular. It's not to block defensive ends, defensive tackles. It's to block blitzing linebackers and defensive backs. And if you can't do that, if you can't keep the most important player in, in uh, all of sports, the quarterback, clean, if he's getting hit, mm-hmm. you will not be on the football field.
6: I heard when Adrian Peterson was drafted by the Vikings in their first training camp, I don't think he ever blocked anybody in college. No, no. He also also didn't catch any passes. And apparently it was a practice or something. And somebody got through and they told Peterson to take a seat. And then they made it clear to him, you want to play in this league, right? He's like, well, yeah, I'm first round pick. You know, you need to block as it turned out, he was good enough, yeah. you know, to yep. obviously have a Hall of Fame career as a running back. But I, I, I that's my only explanation on Rashad Penny because I know he can run, and he's shown it at the NFL level. But the fact that he's getting so little playing time perhaps is because
7: he's not actually doing everything he needs to do. And if you're going to hit Russell Wilson, guess what? If you're going to let Russell Wilson <laughs> yes. get hit, the highest-paid quarterback in the league, guess what? You won't be on the field.
6: All right. One of the stories uh, brewing right now are the Steelers. Uh, so they were trailing the winless Bengals 10-3 to when they on. benched Mason Rudolph and went with Hodges, Devlin Hodges. And now the Steelers have taken the lead 13-10. to So with all the noise about Mason Rudolph, one of the things that people have lost track of is how bad he was throwing four picks against Cleveland, how bad he was already today against the winless Bengals. He got benched. Hodges is in right now as the quarterback of the Steelers. And then also we've got now the Lions and the Redskins, and the Lions have a 16-13 lead in this game.
7: Can we talk about Mike Tomlin for a second? Please do. Is he overrated or underrated as a coach? I think over the last 12 months that everybody's saying, oh, hey, hold up. Maybe he's a little underrated. I've said this forever. He had to put up with Antonio Brown. He's had to put up with Big Ben and his antics, which people have clearly forgotten about. Um, he's, He's had to put up with, I mean, just... At times, like just craziness going on. They have He's no Le'Veon won.
6: Bell, no Antonio Brown, no Big Ben. Yeah, they and started winning- the year. Oh, they started the year zero oh and three, and then went five of their next six games without Ben. Yep. Now they lost an ugly game to the Browns. No sugar coating that. And they're not looking pretty today. But if they win this game, they're at six and five, and they're still in the chase.
7: Correct. I mean, if th- that is the Russell Wilson rule, mm-hmm. when you have a coach who can just win games, stay in competition, even when he's short on talent, that is the mark of a good coach. You can try to bash his occasional clock management or something like that, but nobody's perfect. But if you want a guy who's going to get you in the playoffs year in and year out, or at least get you to the doorstep, because last year, they were on the doorstep of the playoffs, but Antonio Brown he just decided not to show up for practice for that week.
6: Well, and they still
7: won that last game when he sat out. Yeah, so you're so you're just sitting there like, okay, now what do you do? I mean, there are so many people that wanted Mike Tomlin gone, and if you were at a bad franchise, a bad, a poorly run franchise, because the Steelers are very well run. Yes, the Rooney family, one of the class acts in all of NFL ownership. And you look you look at them and you're saying, all right, they were willing to keep Mike Tomlin, even when you would have had maybe the Chargers. The Chargers are a perfect example of a team that would have fired Mike Mike Tomlin. Like when they fired. uh, Who is it? Yeah, Schartenheimer after a 10 win season. Come on, man. Get out of here. Uh, The. okay, they took Penny out of the game.
6: They put Carson back in the game. Wilson, he didn't know he was getting the ball. <laughs> yeah, Wilson handled the ball,
4: except that he wasn't looking to handle the ball, and the ball was recovered by the Eagles. And, by the way, he had fumbled just the play earlier as well, but he recovered it himself. Why did you take
6: Rashad Penny out of the game? Sometimes Pete Carroll baffles me. You know, for a guy that's won as many games as Pete Carroll's made, I mean, he's made some of the biggest bonehead decisions in the history of coaching. What he did for USC against Texas. Going for it on fourth and two midfield. I mean, just uh, unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I'm a the big end of the go game, for it, Super it on Bowl. fourth down kind of guy. Yeah, but not when you have a straight handoff and your Heisman Trophy winner standing on the sidelines. Well, and your quarterback too. in that game, liner basically didn't throw an incomplete pass in the second half. Well, that I too. mean, there were a lot of options. Correct. The last thing I wanted to do was hand. I was actually standing on the field. I could not believe it. I was like, "You talk about arrogance! Wow, straight <laughs> handoff to Lindale White when the Texas like you made just like we're running left,
7: fourth well, and two, here we come." If 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 you were on the goal line, then maybe hand the ball to maybe. Lindale because because mm-hmm. he was a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. But but Reggie Bush, see, here's the thing about like that particular scenario. Yeah, the reason why you hand the ball to Reggie Bush is this: if there's somebody that misses their block and is unblocked. Reggie Bush can make the miss and find a way to do a. Well, how about play. how about just having him on the field? The okay, so to. you
6: have the Heisman Trophy winners standing on the side. Motion if just him out anywhere. Then... They've got to follow him, right? <laughs> it was it was insane. And you're going to hand the ball back to Vince Young? Okay, so I mean, is is that a worse unreal. mistake or, or not the... handing it to Beast Mode on on the goal line? Again, two of the biggest gaffes that cost him a national championship and a Super Bowl. Okay, A so, national championship so which one,
7: and a Super Bowl. So which one is
6: worse? To me, they're equal because it came out of sheer arrogance, both of them. <laughs> sheer arrogance. It, 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 neither, neither play made any sense, and this is why instead of Pete Carroll in that conversation of greatest of all time, He's not. He's a step below. I'm sorry. So he had a Hall of Fame career as an NFL coach. Had he won two Super Bowls, you might yes. make the argument. Yeah,
7: I, w- I would definitely agree with that. And the Eagles were on the verge of trying to mount a comeback, and they just had a turnover on downs. It. Th- yeah, Carson, Carson Wentz is having a rough day today.
6: All right, uh, so what do we got going on here? Gavin, I know you're watching
4: everything as well. He's got uh, money on half these games, so where are we right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, we do have the Falcons trying to fight back from 15 down in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Wentz just turned the ball over on downs, uh, and the Dolphins are trying to scrap I back. was going to say, I was, I was looking yet. at
6: this Dolphins game right there. You remember Mayfield got off to a hot start, then he threw an interception. Uh, Nick Chubb is doing decent for my uh, fantasy football. 73 yards rushing, 58 yards receiving right there. Uh, But it's 31-17. Browns leading the Dolphins. Still about 10 minutes to go in that game. So, time for the Dolphins. Remember how we were talking early on? I think, think, George, on one of your million websites you have, right? Um, (laughs) That you were talking about, like everybody, that, I mean, right out of the box, the Dolphins looked like, historically, they could be the worst team in NFL history.
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were when they traded away Jeremy Tuncel. Right. Then they traded away Mika Fitzpatrick. Correct. And they traded away Kenny Stills Yeah. As well. They were angling to be, they were tanking for a Tua. Right. But, but you know what? Their head coach. See, see, I've, a, I've moved away from my obviously worst team of all time. Right. But. And because of what happened is what is the reason why they moved away from it.
6: But why did they want – I mean, if the idea was to put yourself in a position to get a franchise quarterback, why not just stick with Josh Rosen? Why would you put Fitzpatrick back in? So,
7: because remember, they said that Rosen was going to start for the rest of the season. There was something internal that happened within the building. Because remember, he only started a game after that after they said he's the starter for the rest of the season there was something internal with with Rosen and, right. and and the building so but but the players and the coaching staff at the dolphins this was an instance just like major league the the movie major league yes remember the cleveland indians they 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 had the owner and, and she seen them wanted 100 to, times yes. and she wanted to move them yes, down she to did. florida and she wanted them to lose and she was trying to make them lose and then the and then all of a sudden Nobody in that room wanted to lose, though. That's what happened to the Dolphins. They were the ownership set them up to lose, and they were saying, "No, we're not going to lose. We're going to go out there and fight." And that's what they're they're doing. I respect that. All right. Well, right now
6: the uh, Dolphins uh, are trailing 31-17, but still have some time to come back. Uh, once again, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to continue to bring it down the stretch of what should be a couple of games that could go down the wire. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio with you coming up next.
1: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
4: One back McCaffrey. Man hurts in motion to the near side. It's McCaffrey on the counter to the one. McCaffrey <laughs> scores.
6: Standing up. Touchdown, Carolina. WBT and the Panthers radio network. So, the Carolina Panthers led by Kyle Allen. Hanging in there. 31-24. Saints leading the Panthers. Saints seemingly had this game in hand early on. But the Panthers are hanging in there. Allen, by the way, twenty to thirty-two, two thirty-five, two touchdowns, no picks. Breeze threw a pick, twenty to twenty-six, two fourteen, and three touchdowns. I don't know something about the Saints this year. You know, everyone talked about how they got screwed over last year, George. Uh, you know, and what uh, happened in the NFC Championship game. They don't look right. I'll tell you, one guy they miss is Mark Ingram. We talked about, you know, Kamara and everything that he's done with that running game. Uh, As we're finding out with Mark Ingram uh, right now with the Ravens, and I I will say I'm surprised. I I wasn't so sure coming out of Alabama because, remember, he wins the Heisman Trophy as a sophomore. And essentially the next year, because he had another year of eligibility, he almost got benched for Trent Richardson. Like they were playing Trent Richardson more and they were the guy that was the reigning Heisman trophy. I did not think that Ingram was going to be that kind of a player in the NFL, but he's had a great
1: NFL career.
7: Yeah, and Alabama running backs have not just been absolutely spectacular uh in the NFL, right. but, well, but Richardson was a disaster. Oh, hold up. There could be a new development. We see a Oh, yep, the Carolina Panthers just scored another touchdown. The, DJ Moore, another touchdown and provided this they kick the extra point, well, they make the extra point because we've seen three missed in by Tampa Bay today. Uh, it will be a tie game. Wow. Yeah, don't assume anything with these extra points. Tampa Bay's missed three of them today.
6: <laughs> Unbelievable. That is there. so
7: Tampa Bay though, right? It is. It's so Tampa Bay, so Jameis Winston. It is weird because uh, teams kind of adopt the same mentality as their head coach. Bruce Arians, smart guy, steady guy, doesn't, like, screw things up. But his team has not gotten the message yet. They have not fully, you know, like, taken on his personality yet. Steve Harbin, George, a Reister
6: with you right now. So, we got a 31-31 game. So, we got a couple of good games coming down the stretch. A couple of games that are not going so well right now just give you an update on a few of them. Buffalo leading Denver 20-3. This game never in doubt. The Giants are trying to come back against the Bears. 19-14. Bears over the Giants. Four minutes to go on the game there. Pittsburgh leading at Cincinnati 13-10. Mason Rudolph was benched. Uh, Hodges came in, and they've taken the lead. Five and a half minutes to go. Cleveland looks safe. They're up 34-17 over Miami with under seven minutes to go. The Raiders can't get home soon enough. Two-minute warning, 34-3 Jets over the Raiders, an absolute disaster for the Silver and Black. Detroit trying to hang on against the Redskins, 16-13 Lions, four minutes to go there, and the Seahawks in control in Philadelphia, up 17-3 with five minutes to go as the Eagles simply have no offense. And by the way, if the Cowboys were to win tonight tonight, against the Patriots, or well, we're going to get into that coming up in our final. I'll get some previews to some of the games coming up here, George. Um, the Eagles look dead, and, and you have to wonder about Peterson. Is it possible that they could move on from a guy that led them to their one and only Super Bowl championship just a couple of years later? Because the Eagles are not trending in the right direction right now.
7: I don't know if they can I, I, I don't think they move on from Carson Wentz after this year Well, how about Peterson well well actually first of all there's no moving on from Carson Wentz right now anyway he just got an extension oh well, I know that he there's just no got a moving very, on from him. they they have to fix it they're in fix it mode because after you give a quarterback a hundred million dollars yeah you can't move on yeah you, but let me let me tell you how it works
6: so I have a, a longtime friend of mine former co-host of mine Bill Warren Dell he's been in the Philadelphia market for a hundred years uh, I asked him. So, uh, Eagle fans, uh, you know, still forgiving uh, of the team's shortcomings because of that Super Bowl. He goes, "What Super Bowl?" The Eagle fans have already forgotten the Super Bowl.
7: How they they that's had never, Philadelphia. That they're so in the moment
6: right now. Bums, bums. That's what they're saying right now in Philadelphia.
7: What you know, Super Bowl? See, see, that's why it's so great when when the those losing streaks mm-hmm. when they continue. Because it creates storylines and narratives. It's like when the Cubs won after 108 yeah, years. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they there's nothing to talk about. Keep the misery going. I'm a fan of utter catastrophe <laughs> or greatness. Don't give me in between. So franchises that are
6: starving for a Super Bowl win, like Gavin's Chargers, let them have misery forever, is what you say? They
7: haven't been miserable long enough yet. It hasn't even turned
6: what into a story. What are you talking story. about? They've never, been a they've long
4: never time. won a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, they've been around since the beginning okay, of the Super Bowl. Not okay. the L.A. Chargers. Who cares about the L.A. Chargers? Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, well, I'm just talking about the Chargers. They don't move the
7: needle enough to, yeah. to like, for, for people to care. I'm sorry, Gavin. It's true. It's true. All right, I we're <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we're
6: in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Okay, we got uh, some finishes, including this tie game going on right now. Stay with us. More Fox Sports. Sports. Sports Red Zone Radio coming up next. All right, so we're coming down the stretch on a couple of really tight games, including 31 all Saints and Panthers coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Steelers and Bengals. Steelers were trailing this game 10-3. They benched Mason Rudolph. They brought in Hodges, and now they extend their lead to 16 to 10 a field goal. With three minutes to go, you got to wonder is uh, Mason Rudolph done as the starting quarterback of the Steelers? By the way, a win today
7: gets them to six and five. Do you trust this Hodges guy? What? You trust him more than you trust Mason Rudolph. The problem is you don't have other options. Unless you want to call Colin Kaepernick right now, yeah. you don't have oh. – there are, there are not other quarterbacks sitting out there at, at home that are better than these dudes. All
6: right, very quickly here, George. So, came out today, Kaepernick hasn't gotten a call, nothing, zero. I mean, the phone crickets. He, lo- uh, he looked good in the workout, though. Uh, again, I'm asking you. We know that physically he's ready to play uh teams were excited to see they put some bulk back on. We know he's been working out. He's been out for 3 years. He has not received a single call. Nothing. Crickets.
7: What's going on, George? He's been blackballed. I mean, it's clear. I mean, there there's I mean and and when when there's when people have the audacity to say that he's not good enough and all of these things. Have you seen the other guys that have been signed? And in his last year in San Francisco, who had one of would you you've been watching NFL yes. a long time. That was one of the worst talented yes. like talent assimilations, right? Well, he was one in 10 record-wise, but he had a passer rating over 90. Yeah, he was 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Correct. So people when they like to paint the narrative of them not winning, they they like to point to to that, but in reality it's more about the fact that they were still able – he was still able to perform well. All right,
6: what is happening right now in this Lions-Redskins game? Do we see something there? I just looked Absolute
4: up. craziness.
6: All right, so what happened there? So it is 16-all, and I saw the Redskins doing something. All right, 16 all. We've got to keep our eyes on everything here, guys. So 16-16, Detroit-Washington – Redskins have the ball now with forty-eight seconds to go. Yep. And so it was at an interception.
7: Uh, uh, this is where Dwayne Haskins. Haskins, by the way, is uh, eleven rude. for twenty-five, one thirty-four, and an interception. They have the ball on their own forty-six-yard right. line. So, All he right, forty-eight
6: if, seconds to go. Redskins trying make to make a something couple happen.
7: Couple passes. Oh, Lord, he almost threw an interception. And the Chicago Bears are up 19-14 to on the Giants, and they're taking knees right now. So that game's a burrito. It's wrapped up.
6: All right, so let's stay with this Redskins-Lions game. Again, tied 16-all. We're inside a minute to go. Dwayne Haskins, who has been miserable in this game. Again, they have committed to him the rest of the year with interim coach Bill Callahan because they have to evaluate. I mean, do we have a guy that we believe in the future, or do we need to uh, – Decide to draft another quarterback next year. Redskins come into this game one and nine. All right, they're at home. By the way, how about all those empty seats there? Remember, the Redskins were just an automatic sellout every yep. single game? A lot of empty seats there. Daniel Snyder can't be happy about that. Haskins scrambling right now, and he will pick up a first down on the scramble. So you get down inside
7: the 44 yard line. Why are you celebrating? Get up? you might have to spike the ball, but I guess they're going to call a timeout right there. he okay, look man here, okay here here's my Dwayne Haskins today. <laughs> first thing is I play in I play fantasy football like, yes. like most people. yes. we play in a two quarterback league mm-hmm. i had I have um quarterback in Houston. Uh yeah, Watson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> called, yes. Yeah. So I um, have Watson. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Right. And your your guy, Gavin, Phillip Rivers, who's been oh, yeah. trash for me this year. <laughs> no wonder he's been and, trashing oh, him so heavy today. All right. <laughs> and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Yes. Is, I have is, Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, by the way. He's he's on a buy. Yeah. So clearly I need a second quarterback. Yes. There's only one starting quarterback available in the league <laughs> at all. It's Dwayne Haskins. Right. So he's playing in my fantasy league today. Yes. And he has a grand total of five points today. And <laughs> and he had three before that run. Yes. And thank God I got Watson, Landry, Boyd, and, um, and Jonathan Williams and Cook on my team. I, he just threw a pass, and it's, oh, should have been intercepted. <laughs> should have been
6: intercepted right there. Dude. He threw it right into the line. The ball was tipped up. Where was this throw? So he's throwing it a low pass, right? Gets tipped up, almost intercepted by Carolina. Again, 16 all right now. We're at 36 seconds to go. Haskins trying to play the hero for the Redskins and pull it out, but almost got uh, intercepted on that play.
7: Oh, and then there was news in the Falcons-Buccaneers game you have Matt Ryan on fourth down and he did his best Jameis Winston in uh <laughs> interpretation, fumble
4: fumble six for a Dominican two. Wow. Can I just say the crazy thing about gambling is the total in this game is fifty now. I bet over fifty two. If Matt Gay hits two of those three, you know, extra right. points, I don't have to worry. But that's just how Seriously, crazy. Seriously, how this
6: does stuff. Matt Gay still have a job? I, I, I mean don't think he's a he rookie
4: out of Utah
6: and he has been uh Horrific. No question about that. All right. uh, So we'll continue to stay with this Redskins-Lions game. 32 seconds to go. Redskins uh, still have the ball. It is 16-all in that game. Meanwhile, the Saints and Panthers, we got five minutes to go in that game. They are tied at 31. All right. So third and four right now for the Redskins, trying to get into field goal range. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is the Redskins kicker. His career long is fifty six. This one is uh, longer than that right now. So they're going to try to at least get him a shot. So let's see what we can get out of Haskins on third and four. They're at the thirty eight yard line right now. That's a
7: fifty. What fifty five? That's a fifty five yard. Fifty five yard right now. So it's it's makeable. So I I don't know if I put the ball in Dwayne Haskins hands right here. I might he- would you have him throw the ball or no? Why, not, why did you have that would, big body of his and just sneak it forward for three or four yards? I would maybe? probably hand the ball to Adrian Peterson, but right. th- but the only downside about that is is that if you hand it to Adrian Peterson and he doesn't get a first down, mm-hmm. then the Lions are going to call an immediate timeout, make you kick a field goal with like twenty seconds left. If you miss it, they're going to have the ball at midfield. That is correct. They only need, you know, a 15-yard pass. And they got another timeout left, too, after that.
6: They do. In fact, the Lions have two timeouts remaining. Redskins have one timeout. All right, so 26 seconds to go. Here we go. It's actually third and five for the Redskins, as they will try to at least uh, pick up a few yards to make it a more makeable field goal attempt. And we got Dwayne Haskins Passing. He's going to throw. He's throwing over the middle, and it is
7: caught. Big time pass. He's the man.
6: How about that? So there you go. Now they are definitely in field. Look at him celebrating. See that was the biggest pass by far of his NFL career. It was a great catch, but it was a good pass. So
7: there you go. It was a decent pass. Decent. It was a little high. Much
6: better. Fantastic catch. All right. So they're down to the 22-yard line. So the Redskins now will just run the clock down as best they can uh, and go for the last-second field. 16 all. Uh, Redskins and the Lions. Redskins trying to win just their second game of the season. And again, when you're when you're talking about all these wins and you know positioning for the play uh, for the draft and everything else. Uh, it could be a costly win for the Redskins.
7: Let's put it that way.
6: Oh, man. I okay. mean,
7: it's, it's not like they're going to draft a quarterback. They are showing
6: some of the lowlights for Haskins, just missing receivers all over the place. <laughs> he
7: missed year. McLaurin on two touchdowns that he was wide open wide on. Wide open. Um, there is the uh Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints too. Yes. Two minutes and 25 seconds left, and the Panthers are inside the five-yard line. This would right be up.
6: unbelievable if Carolina won this game because the Saints at home had a lead out of the shoot. Carolina was coming off a horrific game against Atlanta where they did not even score a touchdown at home. So all these people raving about the Saints. I'm not one of those. Saints are not the same team they were last year. First of all, Breeze. Is not the same quarterback. He's a game manager right now. He is absolutely game manager. He doesn't throw the ball. All right, so, so can there, we
7: start a quarterback controversy with him and Teddy Bridgewater right now?
6: Uh, is there any question right now? I oof, don't give me start before. Let's get this field goal <laughs> attempt in here, George. First, all right, twenty seconds to go right now. Redskins going for the thirty-nine yard field goal to take the lead against the Lions, and the kick is. Good. It is true. So the Redskins take the 19-16 lead, 20 seconds to go in that game. Lions will have very little time on the other side. So that would be a tough loss for uh, them. All right, so again, as far as Carolina and the Saints are 221 to go, a fourth down for Carolina. So is there any question you would go for a field goal here to take the three-point lead? Or are you concerned about giving the
7: Saints all that oh time? Ron Ron Rivera is making a pass interference challenge? Yes, which which as we know does not work in the NFL. So it was basically it was a sweep
6: hold. Watch this play right here. You can see the defender sort of hook the
7: receiver. Ever so briefly. Oh, they're not going to get that because there was a bad. It was an errant pass. All right,
6: let's let's. Yeah, I mean, was this? I mean, could he have
7: caught this ball? Oh, geez. Well, that's that's not
6: not what they're looking at. That's not the hook they're looking at. It's the other hook. All right. So anyway, we're going to get a review on that call. Here it is, right here. So you see number thirteen. That's where the ball's going. If it were closer
7: to him, they may have They yeah, may have overturned no this. There's no
6: way he could have gone through that. No. That's a desperation call right there. That was, a, that right was there.
7: a terrible – I mean, I don't blame him for challenging this. I do not blame him for challenging this because your field goal range – like, this is a smart challenge. However, Kyle, Kyle Allen threw a poor pass. Oh, very poor pass. Uh, by the
6: way, a final, 31, uh, 41-24 Browns have beaten the Dolphins. That is three straight wins – For the Cleveland Browns. Snoozer. Three state straight wins, three touchdown passes for Mayfield, 327 yards passing uh, as they beat the Dolphins 41-24. All right, so they're reviewing that play, the pass interference call. We're in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We'll continue to bring you all the information on some exciting finishes around the NFL coming up next.
0: From 39 yards out, a 39 yard field goal for the lead. The ball is up. And Hopkins delivers! Hopkins delivers from 39 yards out to give the Redskins the 19-16 lead with 16 seconds to go. There it is
6: right there. Redskins. Redskins taking the lead. That was Redskins Radio Network. And yes, indeed, the Redskins have defeated the Detroit Lions 19-16 for just their second win of the season. Steve and George Reister with you here on a big Sunday, our eyes now, this is unbelievable what happened in the Saints-Carolina game. So the play that they were reviewing about pass interference actually did get reversed, giving believe it. Carolina the first down. What was that? The one-yard line, apparently, right? Yep. And three plays netted them negative nine yards. So now they're kicking a field goal. So they got the reversal. But they couldn't score. In fact, they ended up taking a sack. Kyle Allen took a sack. So now they are attempting a field goal from 28 yards. Uh, That will give Carolina, by the way, a 34-31 lead. We're at the two-minute warning, and the kick is missed. He missed it. Oh, Lord. 28-yard field goal.
7: Uh Uh-oh. Penalty flag. 28-yard field goal. They may have called it for (laughs) leaping. They may have called it for leaping. Wow. Now they the league's calling me right now. This is unbelievable. They're, they're trying to tell you what this penalty is. I think that they're going to call this I think they're going to call leaping on the uh on the Saints player. He jumped clear over him though. He did not touch anybody. No. Which which I'm unclear. Is that is that a violation? All right, so they um it's only a violation if you land on somebody, I believe. Well they're they're
6: pointing first down the other way. So apparently there is no penalty. Oh, he definitely jumped.
7: Yeah. So isn't that a violation? I think it's only a violation if you land on somebody. And he and he got up. He got up.
6: Well, he sort of kicked the back end of one of the Carolina players. Yeah, but that's
7: not landing on anybody.
6: But the, oh, the kick was, was just flat-out missed. Blow. 28-yard field goal. I mean, I. what is going on with kicking in this league right now? I mean, it's just it's unreal. Laces in, Dan. All right, so missed field goal, and the Saints take over with two minutes to go tied at 31. Wow. I mean, think about how that all played out for Carolina. What a disaster. Meanwhile,
7: Breeze gets sacked. You have the ball on the one-yard line. And you cannot get in. See, player. Uh, I don't think the coaches are necessarily creative enough in the red zone. Because how many times, so in the rest of the field, they all try to spread everybody out and get players in space. But then you get close to the goal line or you get short yardage and then they want to pack all the defense into a small space. It makes no sense to me.
6: All right, let's do a quick uh, rundown of the scores. Uh, Finals that are in. Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9. Bad loss for the Eagles at home. Jets humiliated the Raiders 34-3. Horrible loss for the Silver and Black. Browns win their third straight 41-24 over the Dolphins. Steelers come from behind after they bench Mason Rudolph to beat the winless Bengals 16-10. Bears hang on 19-14 over the Giants. Giants have lost seven in a row. Bills Continue their march to the playoffs. They're 8 3 after a 20 3 win over the Broncos. Uh, Redskins defeating the Lions 19 16 for just their second win of the season. Uh, We're toward the end of the game right now. Buccaneers and Falcons 35 22. Buccaneers leading that game inside two minutes to go, so they seem safe. And then we got the Saints Panthers game right now, and it is tied at 31. The Saints have a first down at their own 32 yard line. And Breeze getting pressure, gets the pass off. So the Panthers, have, Panthers came all the way back in this game, George. They were down 14 nothing. They're going to lose. I'm letting you know that <laughs> yeah, right but now. But after a missed 28-yard field goal, things are not looking good for them. And this is where Drew Brees knows how to navigate things and getting himself in a position to win a game. Breeze is looking all over the field, plenty of time. Oh, and that, that wasn't was, the right pass. No, that was a negative pass to Kamara right there. Should have right. just sailed it over his head. By the way, a game just underway that apparently George has a lot
7: invested in. That would be the Jaguars and the Titans. Why are you concerned about this game? I want the Titans to lose every single game because of what they have done to, the, to one of the greatest human beings and one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, Marcus Mariota.
6: Yeah. Now, um, now I like this. Now, you're an Oregon guy. Now I, I understand this. So, I had him on the show twice during his Heisman campaign. And I heard Mariota, and I heard Mariota. I asked him. He goes, well, I don't care, but technically it's, it's Mariota.
7: Yeah. Mariota.
6: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. Remember the commissioner yeah. butchered. He, <laughs> yeah. he had Mariota or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it was like a <laughs> uh, He goes, yeah, it's Marcus Mariota, not Marcus Mariota. But it doesn't matter. He's an Oregon guy. You're an Oregon guy. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Does it bother you when people
7: talk about no, names and everything no, like that? No, no. It, it does bother me with my son's name, though, yes. just a whole side okay, note. Okay, yes. Because his name is Damon. And for some reason, mm-hmm. everybody wants to call him Damien. Damien. Yeah, I'm like, no. No, that's not it. So, so yeah. I have a
6: guy that I work with named Judson, and people call him Justin all the time. I go, Judson? Can't we just call you Judd? No. And, Yes, let's go back to draft day. Second overall pick in the NFL draft. Here's the commissioner.
2: Marcus
7: Mariotto. Mariotto. It was like he had never heard his name before. Yeah, the guy just won the
6: Heisman Trophy.
7: Oh, my God, Drew Brees almost threw an interception to a wide-open tag game. Yeah, mean,
6: he's throwing to the end zone. Brees doesn't have a lot of juice on the ball these days. He's throwing it up there, but it's, you know, not with conviction he anymore. He looks more like Chad Pennington
11: than, <laughs> than Drew Brees.
6: I like that. I like that. By the way, uh, speaking of, Teddy Bridgewater, 26 years old. He looked awfully good when he was in there for the Saints right now. What was he, 6-0? and uh, Yeah. So do you uh, bench uh, Drew Brees to put in – uh, Teddy Bridgewater, if you want to win the Super Bowl this as year. T-
7: as long as the team is winning, dude, it's going to be impossible. To, dude, the The city I of New Orleans that. will riot. I, okay, they'll riot. Look at that little, little pass there. Now
6: they're definitely in field goal range. Yep. So a little underneath pass, 19 seconds to go. The Saints very much in a position to extend their record to 9-2 and two on the season. This would
7: be a brutal loss for Carolina. It oh. drops into 5-6. and six. Is there anything worse then coming back and losing. I come back from a huge Yeah, when you think you've
6: won the game, especially when you get a break on a reversal on a pass interference
7: call that gives you the chance of first and goal at the what one or two yard line, Dude, there's nothing worse than having kickers who can't kick. I mean, you have one job. I know it's difficult. This is a rookie out of Utah, Mackie, was an all-American there, but he's had
6: problems all season long. Camaras run the ball 14-13. Clock is running. They're down to the 16-yard line. They're going to run it down to a final play. And right now they're down to five seconds. They'll spike the ball. That's it. So three seconds to go. The Saints will have a chance to win this game with a field goal. But as we've learned,
7: Lutz coming on. Let's see if this guy. Uh, Lutz is clutch. You, you might as well pencil this in the stat. I, I, would, I, would, I would write you if you said 10. pencil. You said pencil? No, it's our pen. I would, I, I would, I would sharpie this in. <laughs> I would use sharpie.
6: Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say you you use pencil. I d-
7: I did catch that as yeah. I was saying. It. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you can pencil this in stone.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the uh, Patriots and Cowboys are underway. The weather conditions we had, Aaron Andrews, she's working the sidelines, are absolutely miserable. It is a downpour uh, in this game in New England. So we'll keep our eye as that game gets underway right now.
7: And uh, Dak
6: Prescott coming off his biggest passing game, wasn't it? Was a four hundred and forty yeah. something yards.
7: Oh, hey, so so Dak is trying to get his coins right now. You know they offered him thirty million. He was like, Nah, nah, play playboy. Right. I need real money. I need that upper echelon money. And then he came out red hot. Cowboys going a losing streak. People say, Ah, Dak's not worth the money. And then he spikes it up again, dude. It is going to cost Jerry Jones a mint to sign Dak Prescott. Well, the problem
6: is if you sign him to that kind of deal, you're going to say bye-bye to Amari Cooper. How's that offense look without Cooper? Because I know how it looked before Cooper got there and how it's looked since Cooper's there. The kick by Lutz is, oh, it's good, dude. Barely. I, it doesn't. Hey. Barely. is in. That is in, oh. and that's the final gun. New Orleans has defeated Carolina 34-31. to Convincing oh. win. Crushing <laughs> loss for Carolina. Oh. Uh, as they fall to 5 and 6 on the season, Saints are now 9 and 2 but still have to convince me that they're the team to beat in the NFC. I'm not I'm not buying it yet. Seahawks.
7: But, thank you. Seahawks it mm-hmm. is. Seahawks are at 9 and
6: 2. Call that being said, is there any argument that right now the Ravens are the best team in the league? No, no. They they are the best team in and the they league. They crushed the Patriots. They won at Seattle. And the last time I saw them, they beat the Texans 41 to 7. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. Is uh, well, we got a lot of things happening right now. David Gascon, he knows everything. That's I, the thing. I hate
8: the way that game ended, though. Like well, Sean Payton got bailed out. He did. It was a bonehead move to go for on fourth down and short on your side of the fifty-yard line with six minutes to go. Mm. If, you, if you can't stop, if you can't stop Allen defensively, then then you got issues.
7: Fortunes favor the bold, my friend. Yeah, only well, in the Super Bowl.
8: But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Game ends. You guys just mentioned it. Saints went 34-31. Drew Brees on the day, 30-39. 311 yards passing and three TDs. Guys, the pursuit to imperfection continues. We got a, a little bit of a scare today from Pittsburgh. But they did <laughs> prevail in Cincinnati 16-10. to it, uh, it was scary. But the road to 0-16. Can they get this thing done, guys, do you think?
7: We were pointing to the uh, to the Miami Dolphins, and then they decided that they wanted to pull a major league. And but I do think the Cincinnati Bengals will get it done.
8: Hopefully, they
6: do. Now, I,
7: I don't know. I mean, they, look, they were
6: competitive against the Raiders last week on the road. They were competitive yeah. today. I mean, they're they're not oh, getting blown out.
7: So they so so they got the Jets next week. Jets next week. Which yeah. which could be a win.
8: At home? Wait. Yes. The Jets, Jets. have won their last 3 games. They've scored 34 yeah. points or
6: more in each of those 3 games.
3: Yeah. So Samantha's
6: the, all excited about her good. Jets now. She's thinking Super Bowl. So
3: they hold
7: got off, hold Jets. Off, Samantha. They got the Jets, the Browns at twice. At Cleveland. Yeah, the, the the Browns twice home and away. The Patriots and the Dolphins. At the Dolphins. <sighs> That's scary. Mm. The That's, Dolphins are going to win that game. <laughs> I hope so. What was the worst team you ever played on, George? Oh my God! the uh, the uh, five and eleven Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. my rookie year. Yeah, that team was awful. I didn't even know what losing was. I think, <laughs> I, think yeah. I only lost five games my whole or four games my whole college career. Yeah, or, at or Oregon, a five. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, dude, I was just lost after loss after loss. It is bad in the locker room when you just continue to lose. All right, so bad in Cincinnati. All
8: right, what else is happening, David? What else? Guys,
7: Bears came from behind and beat the Giants
8: today, 19-14. Trubisky, 278 yards passing and one TD. Saquon Barkley, 17 carries for only 59 yards in the win. Jets, as we mentioned, 34-3 today over the Raiders. They punched them around. Sam Darnold, 315 yards passing. Two TDs through the air, one on the ground. Jets win that ball game. Seahawks, they took care of business beating the Eagles seventeen nine. Carson Wentz had four turnovers today in that affair. Just underway, Pats and Cowboys. No score. Same thing with the Titans and the Jaguars. Man, as you mentioned, Steve, Aaron Andrews, she was not kidding around. <laughs> that wind and the rain is just amazing. That's football
6: weather, baby. I don't know about that. Uh this it's bad weather for anything. It really is. Uh all right, David, thank you very much. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I've asked this question before of people that play uh, football. When we talk about extreme weather, extreme cold, extreme heat, extreme rain, extreme snow, what is the worst? or extreme wind. What are, of those five choices, what is the least desirable? Extreme cold, extreme heat, extreme wind, extreme rain, extreme
7: snow. Extreme cold if it if it involves wind cuz that's just that's brutal, dude. Yeah. Like the so if you're in I've played in, I think the coldest game I ever played in was, one of them was in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. One of them was in Cleveland, which was brutal, Chicago, and New England. New yeah. England was worse because it was a night game in the playoffs. I right. mean, it was just, oh, God, it was just brutally <laughs> cold. But but it, it's the wind that kicks up that's the worst. I mean, because it just fries your skin, your... It, like it's so cold that the eyeballs <laughs> hurt but uh sn- snow is not bad players like playing in snow because it's there's a novelty to yes, it. I've always heard it. snow is not a problem yeah there's a novelty to it and it's weird it's weirdly warmer right
6: when it snows then but how but, do you play this game we were talking about this earlier about uh, you know I was given a little experience back you know working for the Raiders and like you really haven't experienced an NFL game until you're on the sidelines. I mean, seriously, you could have the best seats in the house. It's not the same. And I've always said this, my about working for an NFL team and seeing these guys day in and day out and and I, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, you gotta have a lot of nerve to walk on a football field. But if you're if you're dealing with extreme weather conditions where it's hard to keep it out of your head and yet you're you have to concentrate on the field at yeah. all times, I mean that can be a dangerous situation. Oh. Because if your mind
7: starts wandering for a moment, most people don't worry about the cold cuz you've played in it in college usually right. and you just you just put it out of of your mind and you just say listen it's cold for the other guy too. Yeah. But speaking of sitting on the sideline though, I remember so when you're an active player, you played mm-hmm. high school, college, yeah. pros, you you it's normal to see all these things, the collisions, all of this. There's no fear. You know, you're just out there playing. Yeah. But I remember a probably like three or four years ago, I was doing a little project at NFL Films and they showed me this video they make every year called the the season review in six minutes. Right. So it's six minutes to show all. And it's weird. They do it so well. They do a great job at NFL Films of recapping the entire season in six minutes. And I was sitting there watching it. And I leaned over to uh, another guy I was with who was a former player as well. I was like, yo, that's crazy, dude. They're running into each other like this. This looks (laughs) insane. And he looked over at me and said, bro, 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 you know you played, right? And and I had been out of the game for like eight years at the time. So I was like, wow, that looks dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
6: this is is something that always gets to me. you know, I've I've known a lot of football players over the years, many of which have become good friends of mine. And when you get so far removed from the game, even though you played it, like you say, you know, from the time you were kids or high school, college, and at the professional level, uh, w- one dear friend of mine is Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Uh, Eric and I did some TV work together. We remain really good friends. And um, he says when he sees film of himself playing, he goes, look, I know it's me. Yeah, but it didn't feel like you. It, it's 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 not me. Like yeah. I, I know I'm looking at. I know it's me. I get it. Yeah, that. But, it, but, it, but it's so different body, when you're but playing. it's Not me. Right. And and it gets to the whole idea. Like when we ask players about you know their careers and in the moment, did you know? How, in fact, at TJ yesterday we were talking about rivalry games and when he was in the Civil War with Oregon, Oregon State, and Oregon State had this huge upset of an undefeated Oregon team when Joey Harrington was the quarterback. And did you realize at the time, you know, just how big a game that was? Oh, and yeah. He goes, "It's no, you, no. you, just, you just play the game, yeah. and then all." But then, yeah, you're then you reflect oh. like, "Wow, I was there. I, hey, yep. I was in that game."
7: Yeah, and two two quick points when you were when you were talking about being on the sideline. Yeah. People don't understand when you're standing on the sideline, it sounds like a herd of buffaloes oh, are coming oh, next to you. And especially when they when the tackles spill over into the sideline, you are nervous because these are big people running extremely fast. And you're sitting like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, no, they're coming on you quick. Yeah. I
6: mean, you, you think, okay, they're coming toward you, but the speed, the size – yeah, you the can't veracity? get out of the way. I mean, that's why sometimes Crazy you have big stuff. time sideline injuries. Oh, you see, sideline you know, holding the sideline markers and people getting run over.
7: Yeah, and uh but but next time with TJ though. Yes. Well, speaking of the Civil War. Yes. So TJ was in Eugene mm-hmm. that that year. Yes. And he was at the Red Robin in Eugene with his with his family. hmm And me, I was there. Sitting in the Red Robin with Sammy Parker and um Ontario Smith. Right. And I decide I'm thinking that this is a funny joke. I write on a napkin and and ask the the server to give it to TJ. He would have known who it was had he seen us. But um and and the note said something like, yo, like we're gonna beat you up after this, or <laughs> or, or or we uh see you there with your family, we're still gonna be, beat you up or something. Right. And TJ hightailed it out of there with it with his family, and I think I told him that a couple years later, and he was like, "Yo, bro, that was not funny." And I mean, I was like 19 at the time. Of course, we do crazy things. Then. Yeah, and and lo- looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't that funny. What years were you at Oregon? 9902. So so I left you after those my those, year. and he
6: was there in 99 and 2000
7: yep. at yep. Oregon State. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that was. I, I don't know if that's a sore, sore subject, but I've told the story a few times. and it, it, it uh How painful it was that
6: loss as an undefeated Ducks team losing to Oregon State in that game? We Well, we weren't undefeated. Oh, you weren't year. undefeated. He told the story you guys were, and it was in 2000. The 2000 game?
7: Okay, hold up. No. This no, no. is Harrington's no, no.
6: junior year. T- so Oregon State had that juggernaut team that year.
7: Cor- correct. They ended that up in, in, in blowing the out Notre ball, Dame in the in Fiesta Festival. So we weren't undefeated that, that year. TJ has the story wrong. <laughs> TJ has the story wrong. So, um, all right, I have to look this up. I'm gonna look. I'm actually gonna look this one yes. up. Yes. So the so the year that Oregon, my my, my best year at Oregon was 2001, when right. we played in when we were number two in the AP in the USA Today poll, but we didn't get put in the national championship. They put Nebraska in there, even after they had lost 36 to 63 in the Big 12 championship, and um, we were that. In that particular season, we only had one loss, and that was to Stanford. All right, uh, joining us right now
6: as uh, Tampa Bay getting a big win today. Indomitian, Sue is joining us. Uh, Indomitian, congratulations on the victory. What does this mean for this Buccaneers team getting this big win on the road today?
2: Thank you very much, and it's uh, it's huge. It's uh, something that we strive for to come on the road and uh, be able to bounce back from the last week. Uh, we understood that we have the talent uh, as well as the overall team to be able to come and in, come into other people's house and get these wins. So uh, all we can do is take it one game at a time and uh, find ways to finish. And that was most important. We came out second half to finish the game off.
7: So you have been uh, you've played for a bunch of different head coaches, but this is your first time with with Bruce Arians. Like what what is, I always say that. Coaches that their identity, that the teams inherit their identity, is that kind of rubbing off on the team? How Bruce Arians is on guys like Jameis Winston and even the defense as well.
2: Yeah, without question, uh, your your head coach is very important to instill. Uh, what you, what your team wants to be, and how they want to uh, carry themselves, and it's us as leaders, uh, as a quarterback, defensive guys, and leadership positions to, to implement that and, uh, and showcase that on and off the field. And so it's important for us to continue to do that. And uh, we've got five more games to continue to do that, and then let the chips fall where they fall.
6: And Dom, again, you've had a uh, front row seat to see Jameis Winston. Today was amazing to me because he is resilient—at very least resilient. He'll make a mistake and can still come back and and make big plays to help your team win. Give us a little insight on what you've observed as a teammate of Jameis Winston. What kind of potential is still there with this young quarterback?
2: There's a ton of potential still there, and I think that's something that he's starting to realize more and more, beginning getting comfortable in this offense and understand that he can make every single throw, anything that's asked of him. Uh, it's just all about decision-making for him. And uh, he's understanding that even when mistakes happen, he can bounce back from those and, and be a, a great quarterback for us uh, and lead that offense. So that's what we expect of him. Uh, and it's a matter of him just continuing to, uh, to play at a high level, which he did today. Uh, and now he's got to be able to continue to stack chips. Uh, and,
7: and do the most uh, uh, Domincan so how how is it playing on this defense and and you know because you've because you've been with the Rams, you've been in Detroit, how would you rank this with the defenses that you've been on?
2: I think this is a, a young defense that has a lot of talent on it, and Coach Bowles has done an amazing job uh, putting us in positions, and it's all about us going out there and executing. Uh, he likes to get after the quarterback, uh, obviously, uh, from a blitzing perspective, and then four-man rush, and uh, we found ways to, to accomplish that today, uh, and we got to continue whenever we're asked to do certain things, execute, and we'll be in a, in a great position to win games. He has Coach, become especially... –
6: yeah, he has become a scoring machine. Can we call that right now, Dominican? I mean, the <laughs> fact that you're scoring touchdowns seemingly at will these days, I mean, that's that's unbelievable, right?
2: Super, super, super blessed. So that's, that's all I, I have to say with regard to that. But I still got to get after the quarterback and make tackles in the, and plays behind the line of scrimmage.
6: Well, his second touchdown since joining the Buccaneers, and Dominican Sue, one of the heroes today. Buccaneers defeat the Falcons by a score of 35 to 23, uh, 22. And Dominican, thanks so much for joining us. Congrats on the big win.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. All
6: right. So there's Endomic and Sue right there. All right. Uh, we're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to put a wrap on what happened this morning, what's happening right now, and what's happening still coming up next.
4: Hold is down. Kick is up. And it is good. It's good. Will Lutz is good from 33. And the New Orleans Saints are going to win this one
6: 34-31. to WWL, Saints Radio Network. Saints get the victory 34-31 over Carolina to go to 9-2 on the season. Great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes 50 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com. See how much you could save. All right. I want to thank everybody. Sam, of course, uh, very excited about his uh, Iowa Hawkeyes winning yesterday, even though I got blown out of my prediction. Wow. Well, if you're going to lose for the first time and making a pick, why not go down in flames
1: like I did yesterday? Get get this, uh, Steve. Yeah, um, Iowa and Nebraska play next week. Nebraska's five and six, so basically it comes down to a bowl game. And if right. Iowa can beat them, they'll keep
6: them out of a bowl. What's the line on that game? What do you got? Maybe, maybe I don't I know, know yet. I might have I've to make it. a wrench. Uh, Samantha, she just uh, on top of the world. Her Jets are on a winning streak right now. She's just can't believe it. Can't believe the Jets are winning every single week now. Uh, demolishing the Raiders today. Uh, I want to thank, of course, Mr. David Gascon. He is the uh, the calm in the storm, uh, unless, of course, he's having a personal attack on Gavin, our producer, who is. Uh, cool. Where is it, Gavin? Is he walked he out. He, oh, that's right. He went upstairs. Yeah, he's he's taking care of other business right now. All right, so. Um, I want to get your thoughts on some of these games going on right now? Can you see a
7: Dallas victory, George, in New England? Can you see that? Yeah, I I actually have them winning the uh, the uh, game because okay, and then when you add in the weather as well, I think that the, that 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 kind of leans toward the Patriots because. Tom Brady and the offense don't necessarily have to score quite as many points because the the point total is going to be significantly lower. And I believe that New England's running scheme is probably better than – that they're probably going to have a better rushing day than Dallas.
6: Well, so far, so good. You're right. Sony Michelle right now, six carries, 44 yards, averaging 70 yards a pop. Tom Brady, one for three, five yards.
7: I'm Nostradamus.
6: So, there you go. Uh, no score in that game. Um, what about tonight? Uh, What do you see as far as the 49ers and the Packers?
7: Okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as advertised. I know a lot of people want to act like that he's... He's winning 17-3 and as a starting quarterback. Yeah, a lot of other people would be winning as well if you give them the best defense in the NFL. If you give them three first or four first-round picks... On the defensive line, including a rookie who might be the defensive player of the year. And so he's been a game manager, except against the Arizona Cardinals, right? So I mean, it, he had eight touchdowns there. Aside from that, he's a 50-50 quarterback, fifty 50% percent touchdown, fifty percent interceptions. So I lean toward the quarterbacks in these games because Green Bay's defense is pretty good. They're not going to be able. To, they're uh, San Francisco's defense is not going to be able to just shut Aaron Rodgers whoa, down. Whoa, whoa.
6: Let me slow you down for though, George. The one team that throttled him was the Chargers, and the Chargers did it by effectively putting pressure on Rodgers with a four-man rush yep 49ers can do it they with will their get the ball line.
7: out of his hand faster
6: all right all right well I'm just saying I mean uh and then what about the uh, the Rams any way that the Rams can slow down the Baltimore Ravens juggernaut oh again no. the Rams have to win
7: no their their goose is cooked
6: just like the stadium all right so you heard it from George sorry Ram fans
0: Zumo
1: Play.